0: I'm just letting you guys know before the episode starts that just about everything we discussed in this show got spoiled. So if you listen to our top tens at the beginning, maybe watch any media that you don't want spoiled from then on. But thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this little special slice of life from the Midweek Matinee Crew.
1: Hello and welcome to Midweek Matinee. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me today, as always, I am joined by two fine gentlemen. The first fine gentleman is Mr. Chris Figgs. How are you, sir?
0: I am good. How are you?
1: I've been better. I've been worse, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Honesty is important, guys. Okay, Blake. (laughs) I'm also joined by Mr. Blake Popes over here. How are you today, sir? I'm doing excellent, sir. How are you? You are doing excellent. Your company <laughs> already your, asked your, you, but <laughs> your 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 team has made a big purchase today. Um, so, oh, they did, they did. They did indeed. Uh, so what we're trying to do with today's episode is not do what we typically do and name one movie for you guys to go watch and then come back and join us in discussion surrounding whatever it is that we think up in regards to the movie, what we thought of it or random things that makes us think of but instead to kind of come back to an idea that got lost due to audio problems um when we were first i guess test running the podcast internally we did an episode where we kind of all got together and just talked about movies that we liked as a get to know you podcast but we decided since we've been podcasting for essentially 30 episodes now with where we are um that we'd approach it with a top 10 list to kind of start things off and kind of let the top 10 speak uh, a little bit to what we like and then go into just discussion that may end up bringing some of the top 10 into play, but some of them may not get directly discussed uh, just as natural conversation flows. This is more of a loose, fun, get to know us podcast and less of get to know us within the context. Con- context of one movie but rather the context of just open discussion about as many movies or whatever that comes to mind yeah we're starting
2: in 1899 and working our way to Mm -hmm. 2019 why not 2020 well i haven't seen all these movies yet gosh i'm trying to catch up man there's so many that's a good point but you saw the rest (laughs) of them right
1: yeah i saw every other movie ever good good to know chris have you seen all the other movies (laughs)
0: Uh, I've seen the vast majority of movies, yes.
1: Okay, cool. I didn't know we were watching movies, so I've spent these last 100 years, you know, spreading my seed, spreading my wild oats. (laughs) Um, Congrats. Are you calling us virgins?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get wrecked, son. (laughs)
0: Congrats on the sex, I guess.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's right, man. Yeah, I'm flexing on you, Uh, but that's okay. So I think. You know, Blake was one of the ones who was very excited for the idea of a top 10 list. So I'm going to let Blake go first, Just also because I'm curious. He says that his list, you know, we got a little bit of talking ahead of time where he said his list is very film bro filled. So I'm curious to see, without immediate discussion following each individual movie, just to hear the list in order and see what the <laughs> hell it is.
0: Brett, how high do you think Wolf of Wall Street is on his list if it's a true dude bro list?
1: <laughs> okay. I think, so. it, I think it might be number two. So Number it's two.
2: film broy to an extent. It's not perfectly film broy. Oh, Wolf so you of Wall have, Street is sadly not on here. It was at uh, one point, but I removed it and put. Something so you in this have in-
0: Inglorious Bastards instead.
2: <laughs> all right, maybe it's not film bro at all.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Half of these are not film bro. Half of these are just we know you, Blake, but also.
2: I do love I both mean, of those movies, though. They could easily be on this top ten. To, to be fair, like they could be put on here and two others taken off, and I'd be still happy. i have mm. sadly still not
1: watched Wolf on Wall
2: Street, what? And I really want to. Oh, dude, it's so fucking good. Yeah, it is Maybe literally like the, the quickest soon. three hours of any movie it's, I've ever seen. It is it's so a perfectly film, edited. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it feels nice. like an hour and a half. Like it's it's insane how well it's made. That movie is the root of a lot of metal
1: memes. You know, when he's rolling through, when he's got like the, he's like beating his chest in the room with all the stockholders <laughs> and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a lot uh, of stuff where uh, people have edited like in like breakdowns metal and stuff makers. where he's just, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, welders, you know. <laughs> okay. So, all right, I will read through my top ten. No, No discussion, right? No
1: discussion until we've all had the chance. Okay, And then we'll shit immediately on each other's list.
2: (laughs) Number 10, Titanic. Number (laughs) 9, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Number 8, Hereditary. Number 7, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Number 6, The Hateful Eight. Number 5, The Devil's Rejects. Hmm. Number 4, The Social Network. Number 3, No Country for Old Men. Number 2, the witch are y'all ready for number one mm-hmm. I'm ready Night of the Living Dead the original
1: okay. that actually actively surprised me okay so that, without that, too much discussion without too much discussion Chris go ahead and jump in your tin
0: I I, okay I just want to say that was not film bro that was like A24 film bro for there's the record there's only
2: two A24's on there <laughs>
0: no but like that's, a, that's an A24 fans film bro list <laughs>
2: okay
0: <laughs> so mine is uh, number 10 is Mean Girls Mm. number 9 is End of Watch number 8 is Waiting number 7 is Up in the Air 6 The Avengers 2012 5 Into the Spider-Verse 4 is The End of the Tour 3 is The Departed so this is where I cheated 2 I'm counting them as as one movie but we can argue about that Infinity War and Endgame and no, then no. number one is Saturday. those are those are two oh, halves of one, one movie training day. what was
1: number one training day okay yes oh nice hey next week shout out that, that, next that, that week. comes full circle next week it does <laughs> all right i'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now i absolutely abhor having to put a numerical value to anything so here are 10 movies that i really enjoy
2: also that's cheating
1: any Brett given day commit. these That's things could this. change
2: these are your official top 10 it's getting tattooed on your back okay yeah. cool
1: <laughs> all right i'm gonna say Castaway, prisoners the new guy joe dirt scary movie three into the spider-verse shout out Team hey. america world police <laughs> Sh- shrek eternal sunshine <laughs> of the spotless mind and sweeney todd oh fuck okay yeah so now we can immediately go into bashing each other's shit um i, do, I can't bash i like both you us. <laughs> so my immediate response and i was tried so hard not to get it to go through you said titanic and i thought of the it's been 84
2: years <laughs>
1: i I do like that, that. Movie, man. He, he
2: said titanic and both of us laughed yeah <laughs> Which it was funny because like my number ten and your number ten, Chris, are both kind of yeah. like stereotypical like chick flicks, I guess. Oh yeah, dude, I have, mean <sighs> Girls is really good though. Honestly, oh, I love mean, mean, mean Girls.
1: I incredible. was just saying, I highly debated putting that on my list.
0: Anyone who says Mean Girls isn't good is a fucking liar,
2: like and a thief. Yeah, yeah. You you can't just call people thieves. They stole my heart, dude.
1: <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so I was yeah, Blake yours surprised me but not too terribly much it did feel in line i was really trying to figure out where chris was going to go on his because honestly i I like a lot of the movies he's talking about and now that he said it every movie he mentioned from having discussions with him i get like it sounds right yeah (laughs) but somehow they still actively surprised me as you were saying them
2: Wow, really? <laughs> I knew the, you loved End of the Tour, and I was surprised it was on. I don't know why, but I completely forgot about it. I was surprised it was on your list. I didn't forget about it. That is a great movie. So I, I was surprised in a little bit that it was on your
1: list, but at the same time, like almost every movie that surprised me was followed by, oh, yeah, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what, <laughs> so what were the movies know. that surprised you out of curiosity? I, I, mean, I would assume Mean Girls, because... mean mean girls
1: mean girls girls didn't surprise me i've actually you've talked about that movie a lot waiting surprised me a little bit yeah i was surprised about waiting okay i I love waiting waiting too great it's a fantastic movie so i yeah i'm not begrudging you at all for that but as soon as you said it i was like even though we've not had a personal discussion about waiting looking (laughs) at some of the other movies i know we've discussed it's right up the alley like i i understand it and i mean that's a great movie
0: you have to understand there's there's something about waiting where it is the most accurate movie about working in restaurants that i've it ever seen 100 except is. except for one thing the game. where well, no uh <laughs> 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 the one thing that is wrong with that movie in terms of its historical accuracy is the fact that at closing time every single cook is still on the line that is that doesn't happen yeah that, that is bullshit. yeah
1: <coughs> yeah definitely where they're at because like this is not some busy restaurant no I will why say the two. hell would the entire chef staff or you know it, whatever cook staff be there? right that doesn't happen they get it's, cut just like everyone else
0: yes yeah, so you have one cook there who's really hoping there's no orders because he's gonna have to do all the work that's
2: it. <laughs> and I will that is say, exactly true. to be fair to restaurant workers, I've worked at way too many restaurants because I have a terrible job history, but I've never seen anyone actually fuck with anyone's food, and I'm pretty proud of that. No, that is the
0: one that is also very inaccurate, but it, to me, it's one of those like, oh, it's the movie with a metaphor, man, because I've thought about <laughs> spitting in no. a lot of oh, people's yeah. food.
2: No, everyone's thought about it, but I've actually, I've legit never seen anyone, like, I've saw. I saw someone pick something up off the floor, but not because yeah, they were that. upset, but because they thought no one was looking or whatever. Yeah. And I'd be They're like, like Dude, I'm not re- throw that shit away. Like, throw the whole I'm plate not. away now.
0: We got, we had to, uh, there was one place I worked where they fired a guy because he picked up a wing he dropped and just put it back in the fryer. Jesus and Christ. They were like, he, they got mad at him. He's like, yeah well it's so hot it just takes all the germs away <laughs> and there's a part of me that's like i can't argue with your logic but you should also You're probably, probably not leave.
2: wrong but also get the <laughs> fuck out
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly I that's, that.
1: that's fairly sound logic if i'm being honest yeah the like, science if it falls is correct. on the ground if it falls on the ground after you fried it then call it a fucking day and put another one in
0: Oh, no, he refried it because it fell on the (laughs) ground. So he just fried the molecules of... Look, the logic is right. The fact is that, like, I feel like with restaurants, 90% of the time it's one of those things where, like, if you actually knew what was going on behind there, you wouldn't want to eat there. That's and that's absolutely true and that's one of those that that is one of those things where it's like we can't you can't go that far you can't pick the up food illusion off the illusion gets broken
1: yeah 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 that, exactly. that, that's what it is it's not saying that what happens behind the scenes at restaurants is disgusting it's more that when you go when you actually understand how some of your favorite dishes are prepared it's kind of less magical than you expected
0: <laughs> yeah yeah oh absolutely like have you ever seen uncooked wings before Because I have. That's just fucking gross. I'm not trying. (laughs) Like, wings are banging, but there's a lot of me that's like, these look fucking disgusting.
2: Yeah. It it is weird. Well, it's like Caesar dressing. It's like my favorite dressing, but (laughs) working a bonefish, you have to make it from scratch. Yeah. And it's like Uh, 15% anchovies, and I'm not a fan uh, of that. uh, Mm.
1: So, going going back. (laughs) And this is a personal experience, and I don't know for you guys, but. Where, you, where your experiences have been, but my food experience that I have, I have never messed with anybody's food. Not my game. I don't. No. I don't do that. I don't play that game. But I have seen. I guess part of the reason I love waiting is that waiting is actually it's a little exaggerated, realistically. Yeah, like they they course. mess with the food to a crazier extent. Yeah, but the whole line <laughs> guacamole. <laughs> but the thing is, is I have seen people fuck with people's food because they're upset and people treating them terribly. And it gets to be in this weird thing where when people, when you can clearly see people treating their server as basically below human. Yeah. And then you see the server respond to that. Even though there's that majority part of you that's like, you still shouldn't do that. You have that other side of you. That's like kind of rooting for it. Cause you're like, fuck them. Yeah. So it's, like I it's all- weird.
0: I get that. It's like, oh, well, you're defending their honor, but you're also fired, bro.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's almost like I don't necessarily mind that you go through and do it, but I can't leave you here because I can't trust that you won't do it another time. Right. <laughs> but I had a time period where a uh, guy came in, and we were down to one section. We had a section in the middle of the restaurant called Kittyland, Land, and a family came in when the hostess was uh, seating another table, They came in, didn't see the hostess. They didn't wait at all. They immediately went to a closed down section that we don't ever go to because it's pretty far away from everything, pulled down the seats off of the table, put them down, and then sat there. They sat there for about 10, 15 minutes with no one going over there because it's a closed section. And then they had the audacity to go and walk behind and come into the kitchen area and be like, is anyone going to come see us? All right. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right so Trey goes off or I I mean whatever it's not a last name Trey goes off and does his (laughs) business (laughs) and he starts uh, waiting on them (laughs) (laughs) they are being the hugest assholes in the world I mean there's every little thing is crazy we're so close to closing already we wouldn't have really probably sat them even if we did I don't know it's one of those situations they came in at a weird time and they were just being huge dicks the entire time and every time that he'd bring them something they'd be like well are you going to bring us this even though they wouldn't ask for it like I don't know what was up their asses But he came back, and, of course, I worked at a Mexican restaurant. So when – or a Tex-Mex restaurant, I should clarify because I'm in Texas. And that means a lot of – Mexican is what we colloquially refer to it as. It is not Mexican food. It's (laughs) Tex-Mex. But – he took a. They asked for some tortillas, uh, after just being terrible, terrible people, and so he went, got the tortillas, or went to try and get the tortillas. Realized there was none made up because could, it was close to the end of the day. So he goes into the area, starts slicing them up, cooking them, getting them ready, and then whenever they get done, he took them and rubbed them in all on his gooch, each one of them, and just slid them down in there and went and gave them to him. And there's uh-huh. that part of you that's like, that is disgusting, right? Because clearly of it's me. disgusting. Not part. Oh, well, I guess because I was there, and even though I wasn't the waiter for them, I clearly saw that they were just being, like, all of us were annoyed because they were being dicks to everybody. So you just have this thing of, like, he's doing, it's almost like you're watching him live out the gross fantasy that you'd never actually do because you just don't want to, but it's kind of, you don't want to look away from someone else doing it almost.
0: It's something where you kind of don't believe they're going to give the food even as they're walking to the table. Exactly. You know? Like he's
1: gonna, Last minute, he's going to pull off and just not give them to him. Like He almost, he did it to relieve some steam, but then he's going to throw them away and bring him some fresh ones. Yeah. But he went through. What you got? Talk
0: about how um, if you go to a restaurant, a, a speci- I'm going to go with specifically a sit-down restaurant, even though I don't do this at fast food places either. If you go there 30 minutes to especially 15 minutes before close you are a bad person i want i want to put that out there I hate yeah. people who do that. And it's yep. especially people who have no recognition of the fact that they're being an asshole. Oh, that we have we have people at um my job where who'll come in and be like, Oh, I just made it just in time. I'm like, no motherfucker, you made it just in time to fuck me, but you didn't make it <laughs> just in time for anything.
2: Or like a party of nine shows up at like eleven oh, fifty eight. Yeah.
0: Well see, that's one of those things where like I feel like at my job we'd just be like, no. But like There are some places where it's like, yeah, you know. Well, see, and that's
1: what I was going to say earlier. So, Chris, like in your experience, have you mostly worked at places that are actually like chains, or are they more like local restaurants?
0: I've done both. The one I work for now is technically a chain, but is it's it's under the guise of a local restaurant. You know,
2: sure. I was I've done mostly chains. If you turn someone down eleven fifty eight and they call corporate, you're getting your ass chewed out, right? Yeah. See, that's what I kind of liked about my place. Part
1: of the reason that my place to work was so crazy is because we were a legitimate local owned business. Um, there yeah. was two of them, but the only reason there was two of our locations is because one of them was in Texas. And I live in a city for people that don't know, I live in a place called Texarkana that is on the border of Texarkana and Arkansas. So it's uh Southwest Arkansas, Northeast Texas. And in about an hour away in the city called Tyler, they have a loc. they had a location and they realized they'd get a tax break if they could open one in arkansas so they literally went to state line which is a road a couple blocks from where i live that you can like when you're driving on one side you're in texas When you're driving on the other side you're in arkansas and they put a building right on the arkansas side of state line <laughs> to be like hey we have a place in arkansas so it was corporate and because the head office was essentially the one that was it technically was a corporate but Because the head office was in Tyler, they never came down and checked on anything. So it was just like running ragged and crazy and had been here forever anyway. So it was one of those weird things where it was so not corporate that I've actually specifically chosen, even though I made really good money there, I've chosen not to work anywhere else for food because I know it wouldn't be the same. Like we would just do all sorts of hookups. As a cheap person, you know, as a kid who's not making like, well, I'm, clearly I was making good money, but I was spending it poorly. Going <laughs> back to the like cooks and being like, hey, homeboy, uh, if I give you two bucks, but you cook me this, well, there was one dude who'd been working there for like twenty years, and he was awesome. You'd go back mm-hmm. there, give him two, three dollars, he'd make you anything on the menu
0: hold on you had to pay the cooks to, to do food Absolutely. are you kidding that's yeah, that's insane otherwise you would i would never do that huh oh that's a good
1: point i don't know even yeah, now no, like you just go back in normally it was two dollars i'd go hey david hook your boy up i want a chicken and shrimp quesadilla even with my employee discount that's like eight dollars but i can get it for two dollars or i can go real bougie and be like hey i want you to cook me the snow crab and and, i mean he would cook anything for two bucks and dude when you don't have money that's where it's at but also it was fun you know we had like i mentioned you got to go back there and cut your own dough so you'd get the dough you'd ball it up you'd put the flour on it you'd roll it through the press to flatten it out then you could cut it and either turn it like actually make tortillas out of it you can make um i've never seen these anywhere else but flour tortilla chips um instead of corn tortilla chips they're amazing. Anyway, you can make them fresh that way or you can make your own sopapillas. And it was just fun. Like you know, little girls would come in and like so you'd have like a family and little kids would come in and whatever and a little girl would be like, "Hey, I want a sopapilla." And we were always like the server was the one who was meant to go make them. Yeah. So I'd go and I'd cut out a sopapilla heart or whatever and throw it in there and let it fry and the little kids just like lose their mind when you bring them cool stuff. I made a dinosaur sopapilla for a kid one time. <laughs> And then yeah. because our place was called La Coretta, which is the wagon, I made one whole family just because I, I, it was more of a challenge to see if I could. I also got a bomb tip, but I made a wagon out of sopapilla and then i made sopapilla horses and then i stood them all up and put toothpicks together and i had a whole setup and it was really cool but yeah that's the thing about waiter uh, waiting that i really like is that like the, some of the crazier aspects of it we kind of did like some of my favorite stories looking back with like some of my friends is just stuff that happened while we were at la careta we would go get sopapilla dough and there was this in the middle of the main area <laughs> which was called Kittyland. land yeah anyway you'd go over there and there was a little computer for you to enter your orders into right in the middle of everything on the little like wood plank behind it was this native american carving of like a i guess like a chief or a chieftain and he, the way he was standing he just had like room for a nut sack so we made little <laughs> we made dough balls and shoved them up on him on a sunday morning before everybody came in <laughs> and it took the entire shift before suddenly the manager when we were cleaning up said all right who made the he said who made the indian anatomically correct <laughs> but it's just goofy stories and shit like that man i mean having a the same guy who did the stuff to the people's food went to the bathroom one time and just snorted a line of coke and then came out and punched the shit out of the bathroom door mm. while yelling it was crazy i mean it's just it was fun and it was hectic and it was crazy and when i watch waiting it makes me think of working there and even though it was kind of a rough place it was so fun for yeah. a dumb teenager
0: well that's the thing with the restaurants especially like for me like i hate cooking in restaurants but like it's all about the people who you work with and that's mm-hmm. especially what i like now where like everyone i work with is awesome so it's nice
1: but uh yeah cooking can besides suck, that so. one guy that shift that, that changed shifts with you and then quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually calling, we're calling you out.
0: <laughs> I actually do like that, that kid, like he was a good dude. He just that was like I was so mad not because he did it but because I had taken that day to stay at home and stare at my computer to order a PS5 and I had to go to work. <laughs> That's this literally the reason I switched so like nothing else you're and, right um, no because that whole time you were trying to do your pre-order while you were at work <laughs> yeah i'm blown away that i got it in i was literally on my and my boss it was funny because my boss um when i talked to him he's like really into games too and i think i told you guys it actually ended up being kind of a better situation to go to work because we, we watched the conference together and we weren't like um busy so we are just sitting there watching yeah. it so it made it a lot more fun but like when i told him why i was upset he was like Dude, I you should have just told me. I would have let you leave the line, and then, like I would have just taken over while you went and pre-ordered a PS Five. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, you do get it. I don't know why I was worried about it. Yeah, but yeah. I like was in, like, in the
1: future, seven years from now, if you're still here,
0: <laughs> if I'm gonna put this on the podcast, if I'm still here in seven years, I'll fucking kill myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's set in stone. So here's the hope, got, and you don't have to. <laughs> seven years <laughs> to live. You've just made a verbal contract with our entire listener base.
0: (laughs) Well, my my hope would be that if we have a listener base in seven years, I'm not fucking working in a restaurant. (laughs) True.
1: (laughs) So, Chris. Yes. Going back to your list, because I feel like one of the things that's interesting about waiting is I feel like that movie hits a lot more for people who have worked in food service. And while I think the vast majority of people will work in food service of some form, at one point in their life, typically as one of their first jobs, not everyone mm-hmm. actually does do it. So I think waiting is an interesting thing where it's a movie that inherently may not be funny to some people because they just don't vibe with what the movie's kind of riffing on. But yeah. something that everybody does well, mostly there's homeschool and stuff. But what's up with mean girls? Why do you like mean girls so much? I love it. So I'm just, it's uh, more of a
0: question just- for you. It's just such a perfect teen comedy, man. I don't even know how to put it into words. It's just everything in that movie is funny. Like, the fact that she's from Africa is fucking funny. <laughs> That always <laughs> makes me laugh. It's... Just, no, like, I don't have any good reason. And then, like... It's what? It's Rachel McAdams looking like a fucking dime the entire movie. <laughs> it's, yep, uh... Right. Oh, my God. It's everything. It's... Without is that, that
1: girl's name? Amanda Siegfried or whatever?
0: Yep. She is also decent i'm sorry that's fucked up she's also very attractive um <laughs> she, but it, she's
1: also decent there's, Side.
0: there's just in that movie there rachel mcadams is insane
1: uh, not the fact, know, fact that she isn't you know who, but well i mean don't be wrong rachel mcadams is a very pretty woman but gretchen wieners
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you can't sit with us girl
1: yep you're right hey she can get it yep but more importantly yeah uh what you're talking about is kind of why i have the new guy on my list right and i've always kind of when i i was a little late to new girls i actually didn't watch it whenever i was like probably when it first came out like you know when i would have been the exact age group but i watched it a little bit later and i was like oh this is so good but the whole time i was watching it in the best way possible not in any kind i was like this is kind of like looking and doing the new guy but essentially from a flip perspective instead of the lead person being a, a male it's just a, it's a female mm-hmm. and you still have all the same beats because it's still a teenage you know com- dramedy comedy <laughs> but when you go through it there there's something about those movies that while they're clearly over the top and ridiculous in a lot of ways there's something about the dumb teenage uh, teen angst angle to them that just happens to work
2: yeah yeah
1: like I don't know. <clears throat> I I I assume both of you have seen the new guy. Yeah. I have not actually. Oh my god. We ha- we have to solve this some the way somehow. With,
2: the same with teen movies is like they either get it so good or perfect that it works extremely yeah. well or it's so bad that it's impossible to watch.
0: But this is also this is also one of those That's like
2: true. this entire
0: cast is incredible. They were just all new people, you know what I mean? So they all yeah, just happen to be here. It's like, well, Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Tina Fey is in the fucking movie, Amy Poehler. And, like, Lizzie Kaplan also also kills it in that movie,
1: we're talking about the hot girls in that movie, and we didn't talk about her. That's true, yeah. You know what's weird about all those, though? I, like, I'm sure, I don't know what age group your parents are in, but did, were all your parents kind of teenagers in the 80s? Uh, or are yours a little bit older? I believe so, yeah. The reason I say that is, like, they're not bad movies and i can go back and like when my mom really wants to watch these movies like whenever i was growing up they're not terrible but i think it says a lot about the way that you feel about movies i think teen movies from the time when you're a teen work for you because of the fact that they're so specific to the era in which you grew up in when they because it's like when i watch something like 16 candles i'm like it's an okay movie yeah, I don't just I don't just love it. Like you know, some people really love the Breakfast Club, and I'm like, yeah, the Breakfast Club's like a solid movie. I've it's never fine, seen either one, you but should
0: watch, I like the Breakfast Club.
1: The, the Breakfast Club is it's a solid movie. It's good. I'm not hating on it, but it doesn't it doesn't hit like a the new guy or or even Mean Girls or something like that to me does. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's of my mom's era. Like it feels right to her. It probably when she yeah. watches it, it's all about reminding her of the time when that's what her life was like. Yeah where also I probably shouldn't have been you know, the new guy came out in 2001 so I was 7 no I was that um yeah I was 7 that's right Two, 8 I would have been 8 so I'm watching as an 8 year old I'm watching a movie about a dude getting his dick broken <laughs> <laughs> going to another school watching Eliza Dushku's fine ass change sw- uh, swimsuits out and just like yeah I know exactly what this is like <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I feel you, bro. Same shoes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I also think one of the interesting things about Mean Girls is it came when out.
1: Was mean Girls, two thousand three, two
0: thousand four, I believe. Four. Yeah, two thousand four. Um, mean Girls came out before the real like proliferation of memes, but that me- that movie is a meme. Like the whole thing is it's just memes after memes. That is, but it true. was before that, so it it doesn't play off like something in 2020
1: that came out and was like that. You well, know, it's like okay, it's weird. Also, just to clarify, the new guy was 2002, yeah. So I would have been nine, which is a little bit better. <laughs> a little bit. But more importantly, um, going back to your mean, I I guess if anything, m- movies like Mean Girls, shows like spongebob even like king of the hill a lot of these things that we grew up having access to it's no surprise to me that memes are so constantly featuring things from these types of movies and this type of content i think that all of those like shows and movies i think they're responsible for memes that's fair yeah that be I, why I mean it I, feels like, like I get what you mean meme. like yeah that movie feels like a big meme but i think it's just because all of our comedy got based off of that kind of shit so when we've moved forward we've just found a way to put it into like a quick text reference and then we just go through and that's why you have that thing where you have certain pieces of media out there that you just feel like there's a meme for everything from that Mm -hmm. but i really think that definitely cartoons but there's some movies like mean girls that are very meme driven when you look back at them in the context of 2020 and yeah, like Spongebob. It's almost that they have to be just responsible for memes.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I guess that's my uh, 2020 bias coming into it a little bit.
1: <laughs> that it has to be a meme in retrospect and it couldn't have been responsible for the meme?
0: <laughs> well, no, it, it's not even that. It's just it, it feels like it feels like a movie that in 2020 would have flossing in it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you know, sure. Yeah, like it's but, so culturally aware yeah, yeah, exactly. That yeah. I guess that's a better way to put it, right? Is memes are all about being on the the edge of whatever's culturally happening. Yeah, that's so. Exactly when you right. have a movie that's steeped in what's cultural, which I guess isn't that just teen movies? Isn't that kind of what the point of teen movies is? Yeah, just yeah. Like hyper date the movie to whatever era is going on, and have it to be where there's a bunch of stuff that's just kind of happening that tangentially reminds you of what's going on and where you're at. Like the new guy having the thing where they keep talking about PlayStation 2 and having Tony Hawk show up in it. Like it's all about <laughs> it's, it's all about just kind of doing that thing. It's like, oh, well, we're just going to do a bunch of stuff. Like Tony Hawk's big right now. Let's have Tony Hawk be in the movie, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of awesome because like I think back to other teen movies that I just love. Like, And I, I consider them teen movies. Like Grind is a fantastic movie. I actually never saw that one. Oh, really? way. well, I love skateboarding, so I guess I had more of a feeling that I needed to watch it. Lords of Dogtown um, was my go-to skateboard movie. Lords of Dogtown solid, but it's—I it, mean, you know—it's very much like history of skateboarding. Grind was like yeah. early to mid two thousands, st- you know, street and vert skating. That's just kind of what it was. Like it, it felt more like you were watching a movie that was about how skating looked and acted in that era and that time. Sure. Which, i feel like it's kind of still i mean i guess skate skateboarding got a little more hip-hop for a little while and i still think that's kind of where it's at it's like a mixture between hip-hop and like you know kind of punk rock and stuff
2: i think hip-hop is just kind of the standard right now for most things
1: i think yeah that's that's a good point i mean it's a clearly a through-line genre for everything all right blake I am very. Uh, I, I was surprised at the very lack of, while we're talking about comedies across all of our lists here, I was surprised at the lack of comedies in yours, but I shouldn't be because even though you clearly love comedies,
2: like I'm a, <laughs>
1: I shouldn't be. I'm a little surprised Pineapple Express wasn't <laughs> on my list.
2: It was at the beginning. So when I first <laughs> made my list, it ended up being like 16 movies or something. Yeah. And I ended up taking a bunch of them off, obviously, to make it 10, and that was one of them. So at one point, that was number 10, and I swapped it with Titanic. Mhm. And well, honestly again, like I could swap both of those right now and like be perfectly fine with my list. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm in mean,
1: I don't know, ten, you tend to be when it comes to films, which I clearly like a lot of the very serious films that are aiming to actually say something other than just
2: teenagers are angsty. Sure. <laughs> but as much as I do love those movies, but No, like um, I I love comedies, for sure, like you said. I mean, I talk about them all the time. But Yeah, I mean, we, I don't we had know. a discussion was, about Scary Movie 3, which is on my list yeah, yeah. <laughs> pre-show. So I don't really know why they didn't end up on my list. Is it, I don't know. Like when I was going to make my list, that wasn't one, like I didn't think of any comedies. I don't know.
1: And well, waiting, and it,
2: like, like Chris said, waiting, it could have easily been on my list as well. Because that's one yeah. working in restaurants that I've probably seen like a hundred times
1: one i've not seen that's on your list that i because of talking to you so often even though i'm not seen it that i'm not surprised is on there was that uh, the social network oh my god it's so good <laughs> of course i've still not seen it <laughs> uh chris have you seen the social network
0: i like i like the social network i don't like it nearly as much as blake but it's definitely a movie
1: Blake is the guy, <laughs> where, don't get me wrong, I've heard good things about the movie from the get-go, but Blake is the kind of guy that makes me think that by not
2: watching it, I'm missing out on the epitome of cinema. Dude, you are missing out. Like, I don't know if <laughs> it's the epitome of cinema. I don't know if I would. it would be in my top 10, like, best movies ever made, but it's obviously in my top 10 personal favorite movies. Sure. So, like... I really do. Like, the soundtrack is one of my favorite movie soundtracks of all time. Well,
1: see, it's interesting you bring up the soundtrack because I was about to say that one of the only things initially that drew me to wanting to see it was that Trent Reznor from Inch Nails did the soundtrack. Yeah, and I, was and
0: like, I oh, think they dumb. won
2: an Oscar for it.
0: Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, they? His, uh, his Gone Girl soundtrack, I went on vinyl. It's incredible.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wish he would do more movies. And maybe he's a great fit for Fincher and nobody else because Fincher directed both of those, so... But yeah, I think the script is impeccable, and I think that um, fucking what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg is the perfect Mark Zuckerberg. Like, he's really fast-talking and, like, a super asshole and not, like, I don't know, just super socially awkward, and maybe that's mm-hmm. why he's an asshole, and he's less of an asshole and just super
0: I, I, I not I feel like comfortable. he's a... I feel like in 2020, he's a better Mark Zuckerberg than Mark Zuckerberg
1: is. <laughs> well, see, that's what I was about to say is I think of Mark Zuckerberg in the context of current, like the last three or four yeah. years, and I don't see Jesse Eisenberg as him, Yeah, but Jesse I don't know, like know if a that's fucking fair. robot. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I think you almost have to be like, I, this is just a, a side, but. I was uh, just kind of looking for something to put on on YouTube that I could just listen to while I was working today. And I came across where uh, Marquise Brownlee uh, was interviewing and talking with Mark uh, about like VR and stuff. And I almost wanted to watch it or click it just to listen because I was like, I would really hope that this changes my opinion about Mark Zuckerberg. I don't like how he stands from like what he lets companies do like I don't. There's a lot of things I don't like about Facebook. But my biggest problem with him is that he just seems like he's not a person, and i don't I don't that. like that i'm like i want and I don't mean like number'm wrong the the robot joke is there, but he just seems he seems like somebody who's had so much money thrown his way and so much power because of it thrown his way yeah. that he's just stopped giving a shit about anything that's what it is like and by nature of that, he ends up kind of feeling lifeless and kind of lacking humanity because it's just like why the fuck would he care about anything because he's got all the money he needs anyway anything he does from here on is just him trying to make more money (laughs) so not that that's a problem it's just i get nothing out of him so i almost wanted to click the video because and this is funny youtube actually failed me the thumbnail was mk MKHB or whatever um and him and it was like mark zuckerberg smiling and i was like holy shit <laughs> and so i hovered my uh you know cursor over it and youtube does a little like three yeah. or four second preview and none of it showed mark zuckerberg so i was like i'm good i'm good i'm just not gonna watch it <laughs> i was like that thumbnail is a lie
2: <laughs> but yeah so i don't know how accurate it is like to him in real life or whatever i guess you know but sure Are you talking about the uh, The social network, the movie, yeah. Yeah. But it's super well done. It's one of the... I mean, obviously, it's one of the best movies, I think. So... Chris. Yes. Because this
1: entire time, I've refused to look it up, but I've got a cave. Why do I feel like I know what up in the air is, but my brain cannot put a finger on exactly what it is?
0: I feel like people haven't seen this movie, but it is a... George Clooney um rom com I've never even heard of it. So fucking good. It has him, uh Vera Farmiga, I think I'm saying her name right, and uh Anna Kendrick. And I love that movie so much. He uh <clears throat> he plays this guy who um is really good at firing people.
1: Okay, like the classic asshole.
0: He, I, I don't really think he's an asshole. Um but I, I life, should
1: say I should say He's he's Sleepless in, in Seattle. He's what Tom Hanks is in Sleepless in Seattle. He's the guy who even though he's not a complete asshole, he's really good at essentially kind of fucking other people's lives up.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty he's much. He's an unintentional yeah. asshole. He knows how to like efficiently fire. But um yeah, it's just, it's so good. I just love it so much, but I don't feel like it's a very popular movie.
1: So I assume, right? And that's just kind of walk through because the, part of the problem is is it's just a rom-com. I assume in this movie, the basic idea is that you meet him as this guy who just is really efficient at firing people and therefore people don't ever give him a chance and he ends up coming off as an asshole, not to you necessarily, but to the people within the context of the movie and him. And the whole point of the love story is to kind of redeem himself is that what we're is that what happens in this movie no brief synopsis
0: no not at all
1: like i I guess kind (laughs) of like
0: (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't even necessarily say that because most of the people in this movie are like bigger assholes than him from and stuff like that the love story is more just this thing that it kind of plays into like his obsession with his his flight miles and stuff like that i I would have to
1: hold on are you telling me right now that he meets a lady that he constantly ends up talking with on an airplane
0: no he just like when they're in the same city (laughs) they have sex basically because they both travel a lot so is it basically the terminal i couldn't tell you i've never seen the terminal
2: okay it's a tom hanks movie but he's like trapped in an airport or something it's been a very long time since i've seen it (laughs) Nah, it
0: has nothing to do with being trapped in an airport (laughs) (laughs) he just he he the big thing is like anna kendrick's character has come up with a way to fire people online um to make it and he doesn't like that because he's used to the old way of flying to a company and sitting with people face to face and he feels like that's more personal what (laughs)
2: <laughs> i said they took our jobs <laughs> uh, <laughs> i just <laughs> i just heard like
0: computer crackle and i'm like <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he said um oh, but yeah so it, he's definitely not trapped in i guess arguably you could make it you could you could argue that he is trapped in an airport but it is not the same way <laughs> <laughs>
2: no i gotcha yeah i was making a joke but since you haven't seen the terminal it didn't work so just yeah all right <laughs> okay <laughs> interesting i don't know why
1: and i don't see here's the thing i clearly did not know about this movie and i don't i'm not exactly sure but i'm trying to understand why my brain thought this i think my brain was like rom-com in mm. the air what do you do to get in the air you launch i think my brain was thinking of failure to launch yeah I love I that, see movie.
2: that. that movie's very good and eh. <laughs> i like to that be, movie a lot to be fair
1: i've not watched that movie since i was a teenager and my mom was kind of forcing me to watch it and i'm like 15 and i don't give a shit about this
2: movie <laughs> me and Haley actually watched it when we were in miami like what a month and a half ago or two months ago yeah it was on one it's of the that, movie channels what, in the hotel. Uh,
1: sarah jessica parker and uh what's our all right all right all right man there we go mcconaughey
2: but bradley cooper is also in that one and at the time when that movie came out i confused the hell out of both of them because they looked kind of similar at the time or at least in my mind and so when they were both in the same movie it was like it blew my mind I, i realized that they were two different people like 13 year old me or whatever yeah
1: i don't know i guess that was around the time where clearly media has an impact on the way that you just naturally view things that you don't already know. I was just kind of like, ah, Sarah Jessica Parker is not all that great. Partially because Sex in the City was stupid and I'd seen it. But then South Park was doing their thing where they were making fun of her where she was like a donkey. A horse or was it <laughs> yeah, donkey? whatever it was. Yeah. I think it was a horse. Honestly, it doesn't matter. It's the same basic principle. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of her either, but I like the movie. Yeah. Anyways, I, not on any yeah, of the lists. Uh, <laughs> rom-coms are an interesting thing because like, my wife likes them and I don't hate them. Like, I like rom-coms, but they're never like... I can't think of any rom-coms that are... Well, okay, this is what's weird. Titanic, most rom-com. most teenage movies end up having a romantic comedy aspect to them because teenagers are naturally hormonal and, and love ends up kind of coming into play. Sure. So by that nature, I guess there are movies in my top list that are rom-coms. But <laughs> with the sole intention of being a rom-com, they tend not to just like... They don't tend to come into my... Radar to where I'm like I fucking love that movie. Like my wife really loves Fifty First Dates. It's a solid movie. I, don't me wrong. I like it.
2: One of one Sandler's the only... last good movies. What's that? I said one of Sandler's last good movies. I think that yeah, movie
0: is incredibly creepy, actually, but that's okay.
1: Actually, I haven't seen I'm, it. In I'm like glad years, that's not just so I me. I get that it's trying to be. <laughs> I, I don't have a list. Damn it, Blake. My list is just <laughs> here. I'll copy and paste my Google Keep. <laughs> Where I just fucking type ten movies with <laughs> Oh I don't use letterbox for shit. You should. It's beautiful. I, I'm not saying I shouldn't. I'm just <laughs> clearly I don't ever think to do so. Um anyway, Chris, I thought yeah. the same thing. When you think about the basic premise, it's kind of I don't know. It feels like you're taking you know how they say you're not supposed to like sleep with a girl if she's drunk and you're not? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that movie feels
0: like. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen it in so long, I can't... Like, I'm sure you're right. Like, I, watching it, and as an adult now, I'd probably think the same thing. But I remember liking it as, like, a teenager. Yeah.
0: It's a I cute mean, movie, but, like, yeah, sure. the real-world application is just super creepy. Yeah, Like, imagine waking up next to a random man every day. <laughs> and being like, oh, I guess this is my husband, you know? Yeah. Like I say this a lot, but there's another cut of that movie where Adam Sandler is just is just a serial killer, but she keeps <laughs> forgetting, so he just keeps taking it. He's like, okay, I guess I'll keep this here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's actually kind of like the reverse thing going on um, in an Arrested Development season where Job keeps taking a roofie because he yeah <laughs> has a, he has a sign on the mirror that's supposed to be like tell him not to take a roofie because he took one and like you naturally forget that you take one and it ends up getting rubbed off the mirror so every day he's, he just takes <laughs> he's caught in this part where he remembers what he did because he took it like the wrong time so every day he's going and he's just taking a roofie every day it's like destroying his kidneys and stuff or his liver whatever <laughs> it is it's just hilarious because it's basically the same premise as he's just living the same day on repeat over and over again <laughs> <laughs> that's um, incredible But I'm glad I'm not the only person that thought that movie was kind of creepy. I don't know why, and it's not like a favorite movie. It's just one of the – it's a rom-com that comes to mind that was interesting, partially because I never quite got into the I hate – and I just had his name, and somehow I'm off of it. Um, a boy. (laughs) Sorry, that was me. That was me. (laughs) Dane Cook. I never got into the thing where I just hated Dane Cook. I like
2: Dane Cook. Dane Cook is funny. the month. Is that what you're talking about? It's great. No, Employee of the Month is
1: fantastic, and I guess technically that this is. This is an
2: eighty-one Honda. How dare you, <laughs> dude,
1: I, I, dude? I rewatched that recently. I love that movie. It's so good. I think Good, uh, it is, I think good Luck,
0: Good you, Luck Chuck is my one of my. Good favorite Luck Chuck movies. is yeah. the one I was
1: going to bring up. <laughs> the fucking penguin bullshit makes me laugh every fucking time. I know it's stupid. By no means is it good, but yeah, no, Employee of the Month is good. See, you know what's weird about rom coms? Mm. I guess if you can disguise it well enough the viewer almost doesn't even think about the fact that it's a rom-com
0: yeah I think you might have said it a little earlier but all movies are rom-coms it just depends on how how much you lean into it you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah because like, clearly right here it, doesn't, it just considers itself a comedy film like, it's not yeah. meant to be but I, I would argue that Good Luck Chuck is meant to be a, I, would, I would too I'm uh, surprised yeah. Yeah. Good Luck Chuck is Definitely. meant to be a romantic comedy Oh, definitely, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, and Month yeah, is a fantastic
2: movie, though. More movies than you think would be rom coms to an extent, or at least romance movies. Well, romance is such an integral part of being human that it's just easy that
1: every movie would naturally have some kind of a love ploy and exactly. growth between that that couple. You know, every, I mean, everyone. A, everyone would you is call to the fuck? Office? Would you call the Office a rom com because of the Jim and Pam storyline? I mean, essentially it is, but it's, it's also uh-huh. partly. Yeah, it's sure.
0: definitely a rom com.
1: I, is there a rom? Like, I guess technically, How I Met Your Mother would be a rom com too. Yeah,
2: a romedy, yeah. a romedy. I, I like it. that
0: way better, actually. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would say most things. Even Game of Thrones is a ro- is a rom com in a lot of
2: ways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, comedy rom- is the
2: funniest part well <laughs> the
1: comedy is the fact that the romantic interests are between the same family members mm. okay
0: there's a lot more relationships than that i am Get joking your, your base that.
1: level hilarious. chill out chill out
0: <laughs> <laughs> the incense is actually very funny and, and Incense, <laughs> incense i just the said incenses? incense <laughs> <laughs> smells weird their nom chambla in that show is fucking hilarious
1: <laughs> uh, all right so rom-coms are, are fine they're all dandy but i was just trying to understand because when you said that my my brain kept going what the hell is up in the air yeah, yeah it, i didn't 100 percent but it people people sounded familiar not seen that movie. that's the problem i had
0: i'm kind of curious what the box office was because i bet it wasn't very high
2: i think it was or heard was everything in on your list years but that one.
1: that was kind of like movies that i remember existing but i don't remember them doing all that well Mm.
0: I mean, it it has an eighty three on Metacritic. That is what I can see here. So,
1: what's that movie that he voiced the f- Fantastic f- Fox, Mister Fox, something like that? Yes, and that movie is incredible. Fantastic Mister Fox. I've I never seen,
0: seen it, but that is Clooney, it's right? So it's got good. Yeah, release. it's Clooney. Did it really? Did, yeah, that's incredible. That movie is awesome. It's um Thomas Anderson, I think. Yeah, PTA. Yeah. Right, or is it Wes Anderson? So. Wes Anderson that's the yeah one. yeah yeah They it's such me. a I'm good so movie <laughs> so oh, did that man. movie do well uh, I'm not sure I would think it probably did it's worth.
1: it's good <laughs> I mean I'm looking it up real quick because the, the the problem that we exist in kind of like we were talking about earlier with this whole Xbox purchase thing that's going on uh, yeah. is that there are games media all that stuff where there's it's clearly good and people clearly like it but not enough people like it to justify its existence technically yeah (laughs) and that's like the weird thing where i guess any movie or any piece of media is made on the hope that they at least make back bare minimum what they put into it Mm. i mean I,
0: i gotta say this movie actually did very well but not like blockbuster well so i'm not shocked but the budget was twenty five million, and the box office was one point six six million, or one hundred. I'm sorry, one hundred and sixty six million, one point six.
1: Okay, yeah, that's solid. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's no so, Lion King. It's no thirty two million, forty two million dollar budget and one point one billion or whatever the hell it ended. Up yeah, being. no. <laughs> the but original like for, Lion King, not that new trash.
0: Exactly, but like the new new movie is so bad oh Blake's back mm. uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright so one of the things that me and Chris are going to be able to kind of which the upside is is that I know that Blake has seen this movie so he can have comments clearly but I'm not surprised at all that. by the lack of uh, there's not a single animated movie on Blake's list not surprised I am a little surprised Chris <laughs> <coughs> besides avengers and all the avengers movies that are basically cgi um, <laughs> oh burn Shut the fuck The departed
2: up. is animated i just
0: gonna animate up your ass
1: <laughs> hey look all i'm saying is that 90 percent of those marvel movies are shot on green screen and the rest of it's just cgi out the ass
2: hey a lot of movies nowadays are shot on green screen with a lot of <laughs> cgi you just don't notice it wolf of wall is, street has a shit ton of cgi that is you would never noticed it because it's realistic and it looks yep, like it's the, not yeah. trying to be a superhero movie which Isn't is fine I'm not, that's nothing against all? avengers i'm just saying that cgi is way more prevalent than you think no it, it absolutely is and actually i was just throwing a I dig at chris because i
1: knew he'd get a little offended if i talked mess on <laughs> he offended me <laughs> uh, because actually what I was going to give <laughs> shout out to is practical CGI like where it's coming in and doing CGI for something that's not over the top you know that is already unbelievable so then when you don't do it well you you notice it you know yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a lot of parasite with CGI
1: yeah Uh, But what I was going to mention, even though I've not watched the whole series yet, I really like what they're doing with uh, The Mandalorian, where they're shooting with half set and then a gigantic, essentially, screen that's rear projected that lets them do all the background-like what would you even call that like it's not atmosphere but you know all your big backdrop kind of oh this is your set piece in the background but then you have an immediate piece of set that you're working on like the different and set items and to work on it's just it's, it's great like if you're in a desert then you see a bunch of desert sky and the sun and all that and maybe some mountains that are on this projected screen but the screen's got a little bit of a curve to it so when it's filmed it gives it a depth but then you actually have yeah real stuff that the the cast members are on that's like the immediate scene that what you're seeing in the forefront is a real ship that they're getting into for practical effect you're seeing real dirt that's built up on the sound stage so that everything that you're clearly seeing looks realistic and then the stuff that would be kind of bokeh effect in the background gets to exist in a way that still looks really, really realistic without having to do CGI that's cool but what I was going toward is uh, <laughs> one of the absolute best movies here in my opinion, <laughs> uh, into the Spider Verse.
0: I had a good feeling you were going to talk about that one.
1: <laughs> my, I was so proud it was on your list because it's so good. I, I honestly think it might be one of the few legitimately perfect movies. I've watched it like six yeah. times, and every time I watch it, I think it's just as good as the first time I watched it. Yeah. The
0: um, should we? We didn't do this, so I guess I'll edit it in. But are we, we're going to go full spoilers on these movies, right?
1: oh yeah we probably should edit that in (laughs) um
0: so what I'll say is like um Miles when he like actually turns into Spider-Man that scene I've seen that movie like 20 times and I still like when he flies off the building and all the glass and shit
1: dude you just get like goosebumps don't you exactly every time (sighs) The soundtrack is perfect. The visual aspect is perfect. How they kind of stop the music and have that pull right before it jumps off yeah. is just—it's it's amazing. I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> I'm telling you, the framing of that scene too, where you're seeing everything as if it's upright, but it looks upside down at the same time. Yeah, it's so sick. Seeing that, do that—that dramatic wide pan shot where you're seeing him fall down the building is mm-hmm. gorgeous.
0: Ooh, yeah, it's so—it's such a good movie. Like. It's the, the best Spider-Man movie. Like we're good. I absolutely obvious. agree with that. I think Spider-Man Man Two even, is better.
2: That's not even remotely true. <laughs> I like Into the Spider-Verse. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike the movie, but Spider-Man Two is incredible. It so, is incredible, but it's just not. Uh, even yeah, like. Spider-Man Two is a great movie, but uh, on Spider-Verse, I think
1: here's one of the things is that I. To me, yes, it actually is a fantastic movie from like a story standpoint, framing of shots, even though they're CGI completely, clearly they're animated. Um, It's a well-made movie in that regard, but it's also got like a banging soundtrack. It's so good. I don't know if I've ever seen a soundtrack that features contemporary music that's actual, like that's not score and stuff in the background. Every one of these songs was written for this movie. If I'm not mistaken, I think the entire soundtrack was written for this movie and they're all fantastic and they all fit so well to the world in which they introduce you into with a character. But the animation is I often with Sony computer or Sony animation studio, I often am am just flabbergasted by how good their animation is. I think that one of the two of the best animated movies I've ever seen prior to Spider-Verse were Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 1 and 2. The animation detail is just so crazy to me. And I love and the little important details they get. Same directors, too. Yep, same directors. Uh, so whenever you're going into this, the animation style, I think, is what sells this movie completely. And I don't know, if I'm being honest, I don't know if there's a better animation. Out, I, I don't even know if the, if animation needs to get better than that.
0: No. <laughs> Which
1: is the wild, a wild thing wild about statement. this. statement.
0: Well, the wild thing about that, too, is like they talked about how the sequel is going to make this movie look bad.
1: And how? Because <laughs> I feel mean? like this movie's timeless. I agree. It's, this- it's, it's got that animation style that because it's just hyper-stylized enough and not trying to be real, instead trying to lean into that comic book feel, You, I can't imagine... Because, like, you know, we talked about Shrek, and Shrek's on my list, and I love the movie, but we talked about whenever we covered it. Even when that movie was brand new, I remember thinking that the opening scene with all the mud and the water looked bad. It's like you, you're okay with it because it's still much better than anything before it, but there's not a single piece of animation or anything in Spider Verse that I thought looked bad. I could see myself watching that movie 20 years from now and not feeling like it's dated at all
0: i think that the best thing about the visuals in this it, it's like it looks like a comic there are comic book movies like avengers but this is a comic book movie does that make sense
2: yeah yeah it's a movie yeah. comic
1: book <laughs> i mean i guess technically it's it's like it's like an act. it's like a visual novel in motion yeah pretty much i guess exactly kind of yeah. Uh the the little things that they do to kind of sell that like having moments where they click something and you'll see like little vibrations come out of their fingers and like mm-hmm. you'll see the texture kind of change and it'll have a it's it's cool cuz it gives a sense of like impact in a way that typically animated movies try and do with like sound and like deformation of skin and stuff but honestly I feel like it works better in this movie even with skin deformation and stuff but it just works because that visual pop that kind of goes with the expectation of touching something makes your brain kind of go okay yeah he's, he's part of that world more so than other things i've seen
0: i don't think i have anything bad to say about into the spider-verse even some of the small details they put into the movie like peter porker's nose also being spider-man eyes that emote just like his eyeballs uh-huh <laughs> it's just so funny
1: it's interesting like hearing like people talk about the animation too. Well, Blake didn't like the animation. is, is where I was kind of Talking. going with that. Uh or I, I shouldn't say that, but Blake, I know that the first time you watched it, you had problems with the animation.
2: Yeah, and I, that's the only time I've watched it and it's been probably what a year and a half now or so.
1: Yeah, it mm-hmm. was it was after it came out on Blu-ray, right?
2: Yeah, it wasn't long after cuz I think we had bought it on Vudu or something for the kids to watch. Um Yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't hate the animation or anything. It was just, like, I don't know what it was. I guess it it seemed kind of blurry or something. and I thought it was my TV for a while, but, like, it was just the way the movie looks. And it's hard to explain, especially this far out. So I don't want to, like, butcher my explanation and be completely wrong. No, for
1: sure. I was just trying to remember what it was that gave you problems. One of the things that I think may have gotten you, and this was actually on purpose. I don't think most people cared. I think most people, it didn't bother them. But one of the things that was interesting is what they chose to do with per character frame rates and stuff. So <clears throat> with Miles, yeah, this is just a cool detail, but with Miles and Spider-Man at the beginning, and we had Peter Parker, Spider-Man, um, Peter Parker, all of his character animations that he's going through are in 24 frames per second. Then... Yeah. Whenever you go to Miles, because like he's not as confident, yeah, it's like half frame rate, and then the it continues to climb as the movie goes through until he has that transformation scene where he kind of fully embraces being Spider Man, and then you see his animation tick up to the full twenty four frames per second, and it does give a, the movie a kind of a weird thing because like, and in a good way to me, when you're seeing their little, I I at this point consider iconic the side by side swinging when they're holding Doc Ock's computer, And yeah. then, you see spider you see Peter parker spider man smoothly going, and his animation is following that smooth and then you see miles is kind of like barely getting it yeah <laughs> it's it's a cool scene like and kind of understanding the background of why that is the way that it is is just super cool, and I like that aspect of being able that's one of the cool things about c g i and even then wholesale animation is being able to make those kind of decisions on the go and tell your story in something that doesn't use words at all. It's entirely visual.
2: Yeah, like, I would never Mm -hmm. say the animation is bad or anything. Like, it just wasn't for me, I don't think. But again, like, we've had this discussion, I'm just not really big into animation anyways. Yeah. So, like, I really like the movie. I really don't have anything necessarily bad, like, to say, about. I don't think it got anything wrong or anything, you know. Yeah, sure. I just, clearly, me and Chris
1: feel very strongly about the movie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, that's cool.
1: I'm glad y'all enjoyed it.
0: I almost don't want to ever talk about it on the show because it's just gonna be us shitting all
1: over Blake's chest. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I've had Again, to stop like, myself multiple the times movie. from watching it. <laughs> I have almost said that movie a number of times, and then yep. I always go, "Nah, I should, I should not do that." <laughs> yep. I immediately bought that movie 4K Blu-ray when I oh, saw yeah. it in theaters. I said, "There's, I, I, I will." F- okay, fun story. Blake, do you remember whenever I found that one S for like? Really uh, I cheap? believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then sadly, it ended up being that the people took terrible care of it, and those cockroaches. Cockroaches. Yeah. The whole reason I bought that thing for like the ninety bucks or whatever that it was is I was looking for a four K Blu Ray player because I had already bought Spider Man four K Blu Ray, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even have a four K Blu Ray player when I was watching that movie in theater. And then the credits rolled, I said, as soon as that movie comes out. I'm buying that shit on 4K HDR. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I bet it looks good in 4K. I think we only own the HD on Vudu. Dude, it is
1: gorgeous on my OLED TV. It's, yeah. It
2: looks better than the theater did. Oh, yeah. 4K crazy. always looks better than the theater.
1: But, yeah. Um, so, Blake, I want to turn over to your bread and butter because a lot of your <laughs> list, not surprisingly at all, a lot of your list is horror-based. Yep, 4 out of 10. Yep, so... I guess the best question I have for you here is we clearly know your movies but for any of the audience who may have not him, picked up on it yet yeah. w- you clearly have a love for horror so if I know it's a hard question to be like what is it about horror that makes you love it so let's maybe make it a little closer if you had to look at the the half of your list that's horror based what do you think it is about those movies that are kind of a common element that, that seem to have put them on your list
2: it's tough because they are all horror but they are all very different kinds of horror they're like different subgenres of yeah, horror within su- themselves, subgenres and even tones and like themes and stuff. So like, it's really hard to compare like Hereditary to like The Devil's Rejects or To Night of the Living Dead, you know? Yeah, um, sure. But horror, like having watched it for so long, I saw my first horror movie. I'm almost positive it was Halloween Two, and I was like six, maybe seven. And um that's the first one I remember my dad argues with me that it was uh Nightmare on Elm Street before that. Yeah. Also yeah. don't know why he would have shown me either one of them that young, but you know, what can hey, you do? Hey, my dad did
1: the same thing, man. <laughs> I was probably I was probably 8 or 9 the first time that I watched the marathon of all of the existing Halloween movies at that time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah he um he had vhs's of some horror movies and one night i just threw one of them in and he's like what are you watching i was like halloween he's like okay it's <laughs> like cool. oh cool let, let me join you <laughs> yeah so the first Did time he, i remember were your Hall- parents together
1: at that point or were you or no were they, they were split
2: Sorry. they split up when i was like three so
1: okay for like a little period my parents got a divorce when i was six but for like a yeah. little period when i was like five and six that so i could still pretty vividly remember my whenever my mom was at work or not doing something and my dad it was just us and you know my, me and my brother and my dad he would let us watch south park and watch horror movies and stuff that we weren't supposed to be allowed to watch
2: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah my dad and that's was definitely quote-unquote fun parent bought me yeah. the biscuit cds and horror movies and grand theft auto and shit and then my Probably mom would like find mine. them in my bag and throw them away when i got back to her house yeah i think i've told <laughs> you the story of
1: uh, my dad who's the one who got me into m M&M m when i was young yeah uh, same w- whenever uh encore came out and my mom finally gave in to me asking to get it but she bought me the walmart copy yeah <laughs> and the walmart copy was all edited so my dad heard me singing along to it one day and was like those aren't the right lyrics and so he gave me his (laughs) he gave me his parental advisory version and told me to put it in my edited
2: version's case yeah and then he went and bought his own copy again (laughs) (laughs) it's funny too with walmart to get off on a tangent here they're edited stuff so they sell vinyl now that's uncensored it is the explicit version but the cds that they still sell are always still edited
1: that's so weird
2: yeah cause my buddy he sent me a picture they had the Slim Shady LP vinyl and it had the explicit sticker on it and he was like why the fuck that. are they selling the explicit vinyl but the yeah. edited CD yeah that's a dope vinyl though you should get it are you back into vinyl collecting? No, I've thought about it, but I just don't have room. With movie collecting, it's just already taking up sure. half a wall, so I'm just like, good. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I still do it here and
1: there whenever I want to, but yeah, speaking of Eminem, I do happen to have Slim Shady LP, the Marshall Mathers
2: LP, and uh, the Eminem the M&M show all on vinyl. Hey, it's three best. You can't go wrong. Yep. But yeah, so horror... You know, it doesn't really scare me so much now. There have been a few movies here and there that don't scare <laughs> me while this watching. I a tangent,
1: but Blake, do you remember while we're on the topic, before I forget about it, of Walmart censorship? Wasn't it Satanic Panic that yeah. the Walmart version was just called Panic? It says Panic,
2: yeah. <laughs> but the funny part is on the back, it still says Satanic Panic, so it's just the front and the spine that's changed. Okay, and was it even, was it the actual case or was it just the slipcover? It was just the slipcover. cover. But I don't know, so once they sell out of the slipcovers for movies, they just start releasing them, like, without the slipcover. You know, only so many get slips. Yeah. So, there's actually, like, an eBay market for slipcovers of movies. But, um, so after that, I don't know if they kept selling it, or if they only bought the slipcover ones. Because I haven't seen it at Walmart since. So, hmm. that, and it's not a very popular movie. Like, it's a very independent, like, horror film, but... Yeah, I don't know. So I, it was just a slipcover, from what I recall. So, but I got mine off Amazon, so I was good. It was just <laughs> it happened
1: to be what we were talking about, and it kind of yeah. brought to my mind of because I was thinking before you started talking, about you were getting back into it. I thought, wouldn't it be funny if like Walmart had their own edited horror movies?
2: Yeah, and they kind <laughs> of do. Just the slipcovers, though. So luckily, the <laughs> movies themselves aren't edited, at least from what I found with buying yeah. movies from there. But. Yeah, so just being scared as a kid and a teenager was what got me into horror. And now like it don't scare me so much. Every now and then I'll find one that does. But I don't know, I just love the genre. I love the gore and the stupid decisions that people make and So when you say scared,
1: do you kinda like what what is it that you look for in scare? Like do you look to be unsettled? Is that what you kind of currently the last three or four years
2: that is. And that's pretty much why hereditary and the witch are on here because they are the most unsettling movies i've watched in a long time yeah and i could both of them i've seen probably five to ten times each of them so but um yeah so the unsettling and disturbed is kind of what i'm going for now in life (laughs) because (laughs) i don't get scared anymore like the occasional jump scare will throw me you know like oh shit didn't see that coming but yeah like None of them really scare me anymore. The most recent one that I watched was about seven or eight months ago it was right before we moved here. I think maybe it was after we moved to the new house, but it was called Lake Mungo or Mungo, and um it's a fake documentary, so it's not real, it's not a real documentary, but it's about a girl that died and like her ghost is haunting this the, the, her family or whatever, okay, yeah, and something about it like it didn't scare me while watching it. I finished it and was like, oh, that was really good. I like that. And then I went to bed and was like, okay, I don't like this. It's making me feel really uncomfortable. So yeah, it's, it's one of
1: those things where it's the horror actually comes afterwards. It's kind of like yeah. my daughter right now has been watching. She's, she watched Coraline like two years ago at my stepdad's house. Yeah. Um, or with with my stepdad and my mom, I should say. And she got like, she was watching the movie just fine. She got home, and that night she couldn't sleep because she kept thinking about the parents who had their buttons sewn for eyes. That shit and is she fucking kept creepy, that dude. It is, but she, I mean, I love it, but I get how it's creepy. So she was, like, thinking that that was gonna happen to us and that we weren't gonna love her and all that, but now she's doing this thing where she's watching these YouTube people who play out these stories with fake Coraline dolls and kind of play their own Kingdom Hearts sized version of the stories where they just introduce yeah. themselves into the plot.
2: <laughs> so weird and, thing too. My kids have started knowing about all the horror slashers. So and obviously, like I own the DVDs and stuff, so they see them and we've talked yeah. about them. But they know more than I've told them, and I find out that they're watching YouTube videos about Chucky and like Ghostface and Freddy and shit so like i don't i haven't watched them yet i need to like get on there and see what exactly they're watching they're watching yeah but i had to watch through it it was terrible
1: but i had to watch the <laughs> Coraline thing and of course now that's resurfaced it's been a year since she said anything about it and tonight when she's going to bed i keep thinking about Coraline oh <laughs> <laughs> but but that is a thing right like you're saying even as an adult sometimes you don't realize that an experience has like hit you a certain way until you're yeah. done
2: <laughs> yeah, something about it. With Lake Mungo, so, like I said, it's a fake documentary, so they'll show, like, footage from the parents' house, and, like, it'll just be a still image for a while, like, the camera just sitting there, the video camera, and, um, like, all of a sudden she'll be, like, standing there or she'll walk across. Like, really, like, kind of, like, normal, like, paranormal shit. Like, nothing even, like, super crazy about it, but I don't kind know. what like I, paranormal I,
1: activity, right? Yeah,
2: in a way, for sure. But I don't know what it was what it was about it that hit so hard. But I got in bed that night, and I think the night I watched it, Haley was working overnight, so I was alone, and I just kept seeing like this fucking chick in my room. And I'm like, all right, I gotta like <laughs> turn on fucking the office or something to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I watch horror movies almost every day. I'll watch one at least. So like I don't know what it was about that one really, but it really hit me hard. So this is just a, it's kind of a tangential question, but
1: its a, I think it's something that's interesting about the fact that you love horror movies. Yeah. I never see you in all of our years of knowing each other at this point and seeing you play games off and on. I never or seldom see you play horror games.
2: Do horror games not do it for you the same way as horror movies? They do. That's the weird thing is they scare me more than movies do. And that's not why I stay away from them. I also just don't like them because... Not because they're too scary, but because a lot of them rely on like stupid shit like camera batteries and like like I don't know, when I watch a horror movie I'm not looking to like be puzzled or challenged. Does that make sense? And, and gaming and it breaks like, up the tension yeah. of the game, I think. So like I played some Outlast a few years ago. Yeah. And um like you're looking for camera batteries and then the guy jumps in the room and like it makes you jump because it happened out of nowhere, but at the same time it's like, fuck, I'm just trying to get these fucking batteries, dude. Leave me alone. I mean,
1: I'm with so you, but actually, Outlast a is a game I was wondering if you had or hadn't played because, to me, Outlast nails the set the the feeling of the entire time uh. you're playing the game. You're just unsettled, yeah. It's, and it's not even like the battery thing happens, right? But I would just play the game, and when I'd come across batteries, I'd see them. But oftentimes, I would just end up walking without the camera, just like as like a all right. And then like whenever I'd start to get freaked out and be like, I have a feeling there's something around me i would pull the camera up so i could see
2: yeah i think it also has to do with how i play games i'm like a completionist i have to look around every corner and under everything to make sure i find everything i don't want to miss anything so it breaks that so like the pacing is kind of fucked up as well so did you i don't know i downloaded until dawn Dawn, i did i love that game yeah i figured that that would
1: be yeah that's a great game but knowing what like knowing the kind of horror that you like yeah i felt like it was right up your
2: alley yeah, I wanted to go back and play through it multiple times, but I only did the one playthrough. I think there's like three surviving or something like that. But um, yeah, well, see, and I guess that makes sense, right? Because that's a game
1: that kind of deals with the problems you just talked about. It makes it yeah. almost more movie-like, but it's almost like a
2: choose-your-own-ending movie. Yeah, it's like the old Goosebumps books where you get to the end of the page and it tells you to pick two more pages to pick from or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <The>, um, <laughs> yeah, I downloaded Resident Evil Seven and The Blair Witch from Game Pass, so I'm gonna try those out soon
1: i think you will like resident evil 7 but there are puzzles so that is something yeah. that comes into but i think you'll I like liked resident evil 2 a lot so dude yeah but resident evil 7 being first person it's unsettling in a very different way
2: yeah i played a little I bit mean, of really at a friend's house i got up until up until he let me just start from the beginning or whatever and um yeah i got until you really got into the house where the puzzles start you know and sure. then i ended up going home but
1: uh chris yeah, I, know, I heard you out. mention it I know that I'm a little biased on Resident Evil 7 and mm-hmm. it's one of those weird things about why I think horror movies don't tend to scare me is that like Resident Evil 7 in VR is the ultimate <laughs> when it comes yeah. to just being like you you legitimately get sweats cuz you don't want to go around the corner
2: because you're scared. I'd love makes... to play that. It's Dude. just too much too expensive to try.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, but I promise you i've had a lot of people play it and it's funny because like they think in the moment like i can handle it and then they start playing and it's like you don't yeah. realize that game makes you sweat and kind of keeps you stressed so high that like if you play for an hour and then you get out like you'll be tired oh yeah I bet.
2: yeah it looks yeah, exciting
1: fine. yeah
2: i've started my kids on horror too pretty early um my, t- I my think four it's and a five thing, year old personally because yeah, i feel I like it gets
1: you to where you can it's it's, it's a catch-22 because i've tried with my daughter a little but she's just so scared of everything but yeah. I, i'm i want to introduce her to horror because i think the benefit of horror movies horror media in general is that it can kind of get you to a point where if you can start to do that and then realize it's not real you can it's start easier. to kind of bring yourself down be like okay there's yeah. not that many things i should really be scared of <laughs> With my four- and
2: five-year-old, we um, they watch Courage the Cowardly Dog a lot. Like, they'll go That's to sleep watching that. I need, yeah, I need to try and, and get her on that. It's not, like, it's, it's pretty scary, so it gets them into the vibe of, like, oh, this is fake. And it's pretty scary, but it's not overly scary, you know? And then it has its little comedic moments, too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then um, they like Goosebumps a lot, the TV show. <laughs> the 90s one? yeah that my daughter watched, we watched it yeah. and she was scared of Slappy for the next few nights oh I, I'm sure yeah my <laughs> daughter got into it first she's nine
1: <clears throat> yeah
2: um, and we tried a couple things with her so we tried Night of the Living Dead the original one that's in black and white so I was like oh she's, there's no way in hell she's scared of this like right and, like, 30 minutes in and the zombies start walking towards the house. And she's like, okay, I got to turn this off. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, all right, let's turn it off. So, <laughs> more recently, she watched Signs with us. And she really liked that. Which, that's, like, kind of borderline horror, I guess. It is. I think, it's a like,
1: thriller, but more or less. But
2: I put it yeah. in the horror section of my collection. Because there are scenes in that where, that are pretty horrifying. Like, when um joaquin phoenix watches the video of the alien crossing the alleyway or whatever mm. like it doesn't really scare you but it's a horrifying moment and then when they're in the uh basement which <laughs> the basement part was when my daughter was like under the covers okay like, kind of watching it or whatever
1: so this naturally leads us to a great discussion
2: <laughs> yeah of a movie that's on my list oh <laughs> Scare <yeah>. movie three <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm happy because i just watched this last week with Haley i've watched it probably about a year ago
1: it's a it's another one of those movies that in a very different way from spider-verse like spider-verse is a movie that i view as a perfect movie but in a in a way that's meant to try and be like a actual movie scary movie three is just perfect in that i have never put it on and been bored for a single second
2: yeah i think it's the only great scary movie
1: yeah, like I like Scary Movie Two and I, I like don't. Scary Movie One.
2: They're fine. I don't like two. I like one. But everyone just, loves two. Like that's I mean, every time you ask them, that's their but, favorite. And I don't yeah. I don't know, I couldn't get into it. I think I like
1: one more than two myself. But I mean yeah, I, I sure. still like two, but three clearly is the, the best.
2: As I'm also a big fan of Scream solid. though. And I'm not a big fan of like the house on Haunted Hill, which is a lot of what two is based off of. Yeah. Sure. And I think that kinda has to do with what how you perceive the satire or the parody
1: yeah but you see what going back to the scary movie thing and it's just funny because you're talking about signs which is actually a great movie i do love that movie but the whole scene is kind of like indicative of what makes me love the scary movie idea where it's like take something that's traditionally meant to be presented to you in a terrifying way or at least whether or not it succeeds (laughs) the intention was to be terrifying and then just turn it on its head completely because Every time that I go to watch that movie, you know, you have that split second to where if you understand, if you know the reference material, in this case, signs, then
2: and you mile. think
1: back to the first scene and you're like, man, that is kind of a, a crazy scene. But then they immediately get your mind off of it because you're seeing an alien slip a knife underneath when she's slipping a knife <laughs> underneath <Yeah>. so <laughs> they can her see panties. her panties. <laughs> and then the faces they're making. Is <laughs> yeah, they're giggling like, oh, and covering their
2: mouth. <laughs> So, okay, can we talk about the best bit in that movie and one that is often overlooked? I never hear people talk about it. Okay, I, I'm when actually curious as to what When Charlie is. Sheen and the cop are walking out of the house in the beginning and every time it cuts back to her, and her hat is bigger. <laughs> yep. And then she's getting in the car and she can't even fit because her hat is so big. Yep. <laughs> This is so fucking funny.
1: <laughs> See, the thing is, is that I get why everything's get things get overlooked, right? Because that yeah. movie is chock full of some of the most ridiculous, like in the moment things, right? A lot of like, subtle stuff. Yeah, like, you know, whenever they have the shovels and then they cock them yeah. like shotguns, and the that shit makes me laugh every time. pops out. Yes, every time that makes me laugh, and even the scene where Charlie Sheen's wife is against a tree, and he
2: <laughs> and he's talking to the cop, hamburger. and he has the hot dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's stupid, but it's it's, <laughs> it's this and this actually goes. This will for me. This will cover the new guy in the sense, Joe Dirt, even like Team America: World Police to an extent. These are movies that are just. They're almost as funny, if not even equally as funny, to think about and remember as they were to watch. Yeah. And that's something that's truly <clears throat> special. Because, I mean, don't me wrong. I love and, and get really hyped when I think about something like Spider-Verse or Castaway, a really great movie. But Castaway's there's a much so more visceral reaction to something that's just, like, funny. And the quote is good from a funny standpoint. And it's almost yeah. like it becomes this communal thing when you're in a room full of people that understand it and it's just like the laughs grow more and more as you have people that understand your dumb reference that is from a movie and you're just quoting something. But yeah. it's funny. I mean, it's just, it, it really is how it is. But there's so, I mean, honestly, one of my favorite <laughs> scenes of the whole movie is when uh, old, he's passed away, Leslie, um, what's his name?
2: The president. Yeah,
1: the the president, yeah. Leslie, what was it? I don't remember. Either I way. I look it up real quick. Uh, but he he pees out of his finger like the aliens do yeah it's it's dumb <laughs> and it's a subtle thing but it, it's just one of those things where I don't know if it's just because it's nostalgia pulling me in because clearly it would make sense to be nostalgia driven but it's just yeah it, it, those types of movies I think they ring so high in my mind because it's fun to get in a group of people Leslie and just say Nilsen. things that everybody understands Nielsen, yeah thank yeah. you may he rest in peace dude was hilarious i love and him kevin hart was in it it was like his second movie yep and that you know whenever they're talking they're making fun of broken. how the Mack hell Mountain. you
2: wake up dead <laughs> <laughs> you go to sleep you wake up dead <laughs> when a rat goes outside he's a <laughs> when a mouse goes outside he's a rat when a rat comes inside he's a mouse <laughs> that's the <some> next <mixed> level <laughs> shit man
1: <laughs> and see it's weird to think about kevin hart when he wasn't like this big star at that point oh man uh i always love the scene when they're making fun of brokeback mountain and it's uh uh oh don't worry man i'm just grabbing some peanuts <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: actually is that scary movie four i was I gonna say see... i was trying to think if we want i don't think that was in three i think
1: i think it's scary movie four uh yeah. because i actually appreciated that i like scary movie That's four one they're making fun great. of War of the worlds right yep Yep, and I like that one because it keeps all of the same cast and basic style moving forward. Yeah, I don't remember four much.
2: I haven't seen that one in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, do I like, think
1: you'd enjoy it. Three is still three is still the better one, but I mean, it's
2: yeah, it's it's fun. I still I but, do like when they're doing the eight mile thing, and he pulls out the uh, I don't know what it's called, but it, you like doing it for you sing. He's like the pitch, pitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which I know that that's to we me, in the hood I, now. No, I take always off your hood. use that <laughs> as Eight Mile and Malibu's Most Wanted kind of wrapped together. That's the way it's I kind of weird too, because like
2: Malibu's Most Wanted is almost also a parody of Eight Mile. I mean, yeah, more or less. <laughs> so, I love fucking Malibu. That could have been in my top ten, honestly. Malibu's Most Wanted i haven't watched it in a long time. down with the bitches in
1: the hose <laughs> but that, the thing is is that i remember the movie so well that clearly i love it because like yeah. i've not watched it in probably at least 10 years and ah, i remember so, so much of that movie is that the freaking musket <laughs> <laughs> i always go back to the <laughs> i got a game cast
2: yeah cool you either got a dreamcast or a a playstation 2 or a a gamecube i said i got a gamecast man i'm broke
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah those types of movies where you could just sit there in a group and just say shit from them like joe dirt is great for that though joe dirt is also a i think is a genuinely good movie like it actually tells a pretty heartwarming story it's just wrapped up pretty good i like joe dirt i can't really
2: quote that one though Oh, all the time, dude. Life's a garden dig. I mean, constantly. Haley can. That's one of her favorite. That's that yeah. would be in her top ten for sure. I
1: got the poo on me. <laughs> 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 there's there's so much, man. And that um, that movie also has a lot of the visual gag that you see in movies like Scary Movie, where it's like if I guess you know what I like about Scary Movie is that those are the types of movies that even though you put them on with the intention of them almost being background noise, you find yourself glued to the screen the whole time. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's plenty of movies that I love or even comedies that I love that I put on and I kind of just listen to them. But every time I put Scary Movie 3 on or Joe Dirt on, I'm glued to the TV because it's just there's so much stuff going on that's visual.
2: Yeah, that happened that with that Scary really... Movie 3 because I was scanning all of my DVDs and Blu-rays into an app to like keep track of them all or whatever. And we threw on Scary Movie 3 because I was like, oh, I've seen it a thousand times. I can listen to it and know what's going on. And I got like twenty minutes in. I was like, "All right, let's restart it." And I'm gonna sit down because like, I want to watch this now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Chris,
1: we are coming back around to you, buddy. I know you've been a little yes. quiet during this one, but here's the important thing for you. For sure, I'm giving you your unabashed thing because I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna introduce this with one thing. Okay, into the tour. What's clearly, that? Clearly, you clearly <laughs> love Marvel movies. <laughs> I do, but. What I'm going to give you is I do not think that the 2012 Avengers is very good. I would actually go as far <laughs> as to you. say, <laughs> I would actually go as far as to say that it's one of the worst Marvel movies. So yeah, you. I
0: don't have anything to say. I'm just not going to acknowledge that. But you've spoken.
1: here's where here's where you're saving grace from my comments come in.
2: Oh Jesus.
1: Your other two movies are Infinite War, or Infinity War and, um, and Endgame. <laughs> and Infinity War may be the best Marvel movie to date and Endgame does oh, such man. a poor job of keeping that momentum going in my opinion even though Endgame is still fun. but I, I can't believe hey, how Chris, many bad I just, dumb um, things you've just
2: said. I have one question about your list. Why does it suck, dude? <laughs> so hold on. Chris... This is real quick. Are you
1: telling me that you think Endgame <laughs> is equally as good or even better than Infinity War?
2: I mean, well, he's got it think... one spot above the, uh, Endgame. Well,
0: okay, so this is the reason I said I cheated. War, but I feel pretty good about the reason I cheated is that I consider Infinity War and Endgame one full movie.
2: What are you, Tarantino? Kill Bill 1 and 2 are the same movie. Now I get what you mean. They are. You should watch them back to back,
1: though. So here's the thing I think that when you watch Infinity War. Yes. And it's, it has so much less plot holes and so much more consistency within itself. And then Endgame falters on all that. It's fun. Endgame was a really fun movie to watch. But as soon as I was done watching it, I couldn't stop from thinking about all the things that were immediate plot holes to me that the movie either doesn't do enough to kind of pull through or that was just too <clears> much like... They felt like it was just coincidence for the sake of getting the movie to move along. I I came out of... Infinity War, so hyped because I had at that point, I was kind of in this. I don't, I'm not that impressed by many of the Marvel movies, so I just don't watch many of them. And almost as soon as I got known with Infinite War, Infinity War, I kind of was like, Am I, have I been like missing something? And I was so hyped. And yes. then I watched Endgame. Endgame reminded me of all the things about the other movies that tend to make me kind of not care about them by the time that they're done. Like they're fun to watch, they don't feel like wasted time but I don't know if I'd go out of my way to just watch them when I have other stuff to do. But I want you to just spout about all your Marvel love and do a job of explaining to me as to why I should like Avengers or, or I should say like 2012 Avengers or Avengers Endgame as much as I liked both Civil War and Infinity War. I, Because uh, Civil War also is very good. That was I don't even know one. how to
0: have this conversation with you. That's the problem. Because if you, th- the way that you think and the way that Blake thinks, you just won't like the
2: movies. Hey, I'm There's out no way for me to
0: fucking. Yeah, but you don't like Marvel
2: movies. That's why I'm saying so. I'm staying out. I'm trying to help. I'm not going to sit here and shit on movies I haven't seen before.
1: Uh, well, see, I, I, and I'll, I you I'll tell you, like, point. the <laughs> ones I've not watched <laughs> and I'd be willing to change. <laughs> so maybe maybe this will help chris and maybe what you can do is you can explain to me why a couple of the movies i've chosen to skip thus far may change my opinion of these other movies right end of watch incredible
2: love that fucking movie go ahead it is uh
1: but okay so marvel side i have i actually was interested in it and just haven't gotten around to watching it so i've not watched black panther bad I don't feel like it's going to change my opinion on any of these movies, so that's why I'm not really worried about it too much. Even though well, I still have a curiosity about the movie, uh, I feel like it could have been more, but uh, who knows. I mean, from what I've from what i heard about it and know about it, I basically know what happens in the movie. That's part of why I've also not watched it. Uh, man, I did I not watch like, Captain Marvel. It's also bad. Yeah, it did not look good. I was not interested in the least. Um, I did not watch Thor Ragnarok
0: that's the one of the best ones
1: uh thor one and two or some of the bad. worst movies i've ever seen Genuinely i think captain terrible.
2: america i've seen like seven or eight of the marvel movies and i think the first captain america is the only like legitimately bad one i didn't the like first, a lot of the other ones but they were fine they were good movies I just weren't for me if you,
0: if you think captain america
2: is worse than thor you haven't watched thor no i haven't <laughs> seen
0: thor there you go yeah because <laughs> thor are abominations and so sure i was
2: just saying i think the first captain america is like the only actually bad one that i've seen the rest of them are good like i I don't have anything against them I, yeah. they're just not for me well the i'll tell you right now the All one right, thing score, i will give marvel
1: too. super credit for
2: <laughs> is the the glow up
1: from captain america one to winter soldier is so insane
0: winter soldier is one of the best spy movies i've ever seen
1: it, uh, it, it really is a, a fantastic movie, and I was so against watching it because of how bad of a taste Captain America left in my mouth. But I will agree with you. Thor left the worst taste in my mouth. <laughs> uh, I don't think the first
0: Captain America is very bad. I just think it's a studio. It's just it's mid.
1: I, well, I that's kind of what I mean. Is it or just or seems bad. boring. It's not even that it's bad. It's just like the yeah. whole movie kind of just happens, and you're like, well, okay. But... The thing about Thor that kind of stopped me is like Thor got it wrong the first time and the second time to me. So yeah. I was like there's no reason for me to watch the third time. I was already iffy about watching Winter Soldier, but when I finally did, I was like at least on their second time, they blew it out of the water. I mean like the
0: different I think the difference with Thor 1 and 2 and Thor Ragnarok is like thor ragnarok is like thor one and two is like the beginning of puberty and ragnarok is like when your dick is just 10 times longer than it was
1: (laughs) so yeah (laughs) yeah so ragnarok i'll kind of give you the reason as to why i wasn't as worried about watching it clearly it was because of the legacy of the movies before it partially the other thing was that and i don't think that this has to be a bad thing i just didn't personally care for it it seemed to me like they have this series in the you know sub series of Marvel and the Thor movies, and they had failed at giving it a person they they failed at giving it a personality and a brand that was specific to it that resonated with people well. And so what mm-hmm. they did is they looked at a movie that they didn't expect to do well, but did very well in Guardians of the Galaxy. And they were like, fuck it. Let's just put Guardians of the Galaxy shit and just essentially steal the way that we market it and put it into Thor Ragnarok. And that's kind of... All the marketing looked like it was trying to just be Guardians of the Galaxy. And then, clearly, I think that is the case because we see Thor meet up with the Guardians of the Galaxy end end game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was on purpose, but I just at the time when it was coming out it kind of struck me as Marvel just doesn't know what to do with Thor so they're just kind of trying to borrow from something else that has done much better
0: yeah I guess I could see that I don't know I think I think like my top five Marvel movies would have Thor Ragnarok in it but neither of the Guardians movies so I mean that's my only kind of point on that
1: yeah I think Uh, I would say the other two movies I haven't seen are the Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, the Ant-Man movies Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp
0: Ant-Man is only important for one scene, so, you know, choose wisely I love on that. Paul Rudd.
2: I need to see that one just because of him.
1: Yeah,
0: he's good in it. I like him as Ant-Man. The movies are just inconsequential outside of the fact True. that, like... They're also the most important movies because they explain Infinity War and Endgame to you in a lot of ways. See, that
1: was the thing that was weird. But I'll give Infinity War credit that I didn't feel lost coming into it, even though I know a lot of it has to. A lot of those two things have to deal specifically with what's going on and introduced an in Ant Man. the
0: The thing with these movies is, I feel like you cannot get the same effect without specifically without watching them. Without watching all of them because i've seen every marvel movie day one in theaters at midnight Fuck yeah! so like they're not going to hit you nearly the same way that's the problem that's why it's hard to have this discussion with you because like and Endgame- i'm
1: not dick deep already it's just kind of like they're not going to hit you right. the same way i don't
0: even know if you would get the same appreciation even just sitting there on disney plus and watching them all in a row because this is something like it's been what twenty four movies in almost ten years. Like I was seventeen when these when I started watching these movies. So well, it's, I was it's, too,
1: and I I really liked Iron Man one.
0: Yeah, and, but my point is just <laughs> is that the 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 decade has been filled with like these are the only movies I really see in theaters. Sure. So like
1: you know, well it builds
0: up. From I guess that. my like,
1: biggest thing is like I didn't think Age of Ultron. I didn't even watch it all, but I didn't think it was very good either. Uh, Age of
0: Ultron isn't necessarily very
1: good, but essentially going through all of it, what kind of got me was that like, like I said, I think the biggest takeaway for me and what kind of I haven't watched the Marvel movie since because it just I was like ah, I don't I don't really love the way they handled this. I feel like Endgame does a like Endgame does a decent job of ending the basic premise of what's set up in uh, Infinity Ward. But it stumbles over itself the whole way that's the thing that gets me
0: i just fundamentally disagree with you so i don't know how to have this conversation that's the big problem like i think everything you're saying is wrong so like i don't but i don't know how to change what you're saying because i feel like a lot of the stuff that you're saying oh well trips over this is stuff that they set up in movies from the past well, you know? I
1: think it's they, they mess up in as far as I'm concerned. They mess up in internal logic, you know, movie set logic of what does and does not happen, and then the movie goes out of its way to not follow its own rule in terms of what. Like, okay, so like a perfect example would be that, and I'm trying. This is actually something I'm trying to remember because I know that this was one of my biggest problems, and I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this right. And I might be giving you a slightly different version of an argument based off how I'm misremembering something, but I'm thinking okay. about it. So, in the movie, old Captain America is in the same world as all the other Avengers when they first come back. Yes. And yet, what we're told the only so the reason that would happen is because he goes back and instead of coming back, he stays with Peggy or whatever her name is. Correct. All right so from what we're understood whenever i can't remember the lady's name oh i've not watched dr strange that was the other one another um, problem <laughs> with dr strange dr strange looks cool i actually do want to watch it i just haven't gotten around to it um but <coughs> he meets with the person who took over for i don't know if it was took over for Doctor strange or whatever but the lady who says like if you take the stone from our time you create a divergence in timeline uh, and okay, so that makes sense. And that's a typical time that's a that for multiverse series or whatever. If you change something in one, it doesn't change that one future, you're splintering off, and that that future still stays. You're creating a separate future in which the result that you were looking for is going through, but it may damn uh-huh. the one timeline. So, yes, anyway, when looking at that, my own basic thing, and this is just one example of how this goes is. There's no way that Cap should have been able to be back in their thing because by him staying, he would have created a branch timeline, and he
0: yes, he would have he would have created a branch timeline in 1954. Exactly. So the end of the movie is the branch timeline. Okay, so they're not even back in their own time. No, they weren't back in their own time when they say when they went back in time to begin with. The second they go back in time, it's well, the branch when timeline. When they go back in
1: time, yes, but it seemed like the whole way that it ended with everything. And definitely when everybody comes back is everybody's still in the same position, different deaths, different everything. And if you change, if he goes back to 1954, then this is kind of like the whole, um, it's a problem that a lot of time travel stuff gets to where it's like, if you time travel back to before something even exists, you run into this problem. But essentially, if he goes back and stays, then he could have never been with them for this alternate timeline to have been made. It's like it's the problem no. where people talk about time travel movies where they end they inevitably end up breaking one of their own rules. But that's
0: not even they explain that in the movie. You're just not I I, I don't know how to I don't want to I don't know. I just don't think you picked that up in the movie because they talk about that where So, it, Captain America at the end of the movie and Captain America going back into the past is pa- Captain America staying in the past is the end, is Captain America at the end's future. So, <laughs> that Captain America I his, like how Blake's
2: laughing. <laughs> I'm just so lost.
1: <laughs> go ahead, uh, Chris. I'm sorry. He, I don't know
0: how to from, okay, so let's just go, inter, I guess, in terms of age, right? So, if, let's say from, like, 1 to 20 Captain America it lives in 1950. He goes and gets me- into the ice so from 100 to 130 he's living with the Avengers. 130 to 180 he's living in the past. That it's I don't really understand where that The upset comes from because it's pretty clear that like, so here I know what it was. Him going into the past is not him living in the past. It's that Captain America, his future is in the past. But that means there's
1: two Captain Americas in that timeline. That was now that you're saying there are two
0: Captain Americas in the timeline. They've confirmed that.
1: Okay, so then there's still a Captain America out there
0: throughout the entire. Um, story, Peggy has had a husband and her husband throughout the entire story is that Captain America. The other one. Yes, the one at the end of Endgame.
1: And I really wish I would have been able to re-watch these movies recently before this conversation because I do feel like I'm missing parts of that. I'm trying to remember my basic complaints as to explain, but I know that when I came out of the movie, my basic feeling was that. I know that and, and having an exact discussion as to what I had a problem with the way that the, they described the Pym particles and how they could go one way with it but not back the other way. I uh, but it's something that I don't I can't even have the conversation with you right now because I want to make sure that I have a full grasp on what it was. And just rewatching those two movies, honestly, just rewatching Endgame would be enough to get my to understand my argument again. But <laughs> I just thought it was is- interesting that you were so adverse to my uh, my hot take there. <laughs> yeah i think you're like a fucking idiot about 20, <laughs> 2012
0: avengers is the best comic book movie outside of spider-verse like <laughs> it's not know. even close it's such a bad take that i'm genuinely appalled that it's not blake's
2: take wow dude i'm not even in this conversation you're insulting me (laughs) sorry blake (laughs) thanks a lot brett
1: (laughs) hey have have better takes because apparently what he's saying is that my take is so (laughs) shitty that it seems like one of yours
0: exactly that's exactly what i'm saying yes
1: (laughs) Uh, all right well chris hey look i know you love marvel man i just wanted to give you a chance to talk about marvel i I want to talk
0: about it but like i'm just so blown away you
1: know what i think will have to happen here I think we're going to mm. have to do a post-mortem on these movies in this podcast. We are. 100 so I think we're going to have to watch <laughs> Infinity War. You're absolutely involved. I think we're going to have to watch Infinity War and discuss it. or This would be like a mega episode where we watch both of them back-to-back and then discuss it all. I mean, I, the problem I'd mean, have to see like,
2: I, all the other ones, though.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Is I don't feel like that's even worth doing unless you watch the other ones. Because
1: I totally disagree. If I'm I being don't honest, at all, I've there's... seen
0: all of them. I'm telling you, it's
2: not worth it. I don't want to watch I'm the twentieth movie but... in the series. It's like watching I Halloween feel... Resurrection. Be like, what the fuck is going on? This movie sucks. <laughs> I mean, think... the movie does suck, but for different reasons. Go ahead. I Go just ahead,
1: Brad. honestly, I just think that <laughs> even with the Marvel movies, I've missed. I it is not that hard to understand most of what's going on. And actually Infinity War, I had zero, literally zero problems with. I was amazed at how tightly kept it was, but that's also because it didn't have time travel, and time travel's always messy. It's something that's so hard to get because you have to have certain scenes to try and bring continuity back to certain things. There's and and typically movies that are based around that tend to miss something. Uh, a perfect example is a game, uh Quantum Break, uh where the whole game has the it it handles it so perfectly the whole time. It talks about how you can't go back in time past uh, earlier than when the, sh- the machine existed, because if the machine doesn't exist, then you can't have gone that far back in time because the machine doesn't exist for you to go to. It's like you set up all these rules and you set up the fact that you can't do, you can't change these things, you can't change these things. And then at the end of the game, there's a one line remark from the guy that shits all over everything they set up before. <laughs> and it's just like, why did you spend this whole game reinforcing the rules? rules of time travel correctly and one of the only times I've seen that done just to have a remark that's like <clears throat> yeah fuck all those rules I did it anyway <laughs> yeah so but and I'm not I'm, because it's been you know a year or whatever since in game I don't want to speak to that level of authority because I do think with how long both of those movies are it is something that's better to have a full watch and be able to fully discuss it so that had to be something we come back around to
2: now End yeah, of watch. one thing,
1: or end of watch.
2: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Say your one thing. Um, it was about your list, Brett. Yes, probably the best movie on your list. Maybe top three. It just it really depends. Um, Sweeney Todd. Dude, Sweeney Todd is so good. I fucking love never that seen movie it. so much. So,
1: Chris, did you say you've never seen it? I have not. No. I don't know if it's up your alley, but here's the weird thing. If you talked to me on paper about what it is and then told me it was a musical, I typically don't like musicals. (laughs) So this is like your Wasteland 3 situation, right? Where you typically don't like the genre of which you're playing, but for some reason you find yourself almost inexplicably in love with this. That's exactly what Sweeney Todd is to me in musicals. I get very annoyed of musicals very quickly, but Sweeney Todd... It's style, it's aesthetic, the performances within it, the actual songs themselves, how they play the songs in. Somehow, it does all the same things that a typical musical does, but it draws me in. It's fucking great, dude. It's about murdering people and putting them into pies. And I think that might be what it is: is that the the basic story within the musical is so interesting that it gets me over, and it's also very like the musicals, like the musical numbers themselves tend to be very dark. There's a couple that are light in like a funny way uh, that, when paired with the visuals, it works. But you know, a lot of musicals I find, yeah, a lot of musicals (laughs) I find that like you know, definitely the Disney musical. Those are the ones I hate the most. Yeah, it's like they're not even that original of stories. Also, worked into the. For some reason, we got to sing about it.
2: I like <laughs> musicals to an extent. Um, I've watched a lot of musicals recent, not a lot, maybe like four. Sure. Um, from like the 30s and 40s that I really liked. Um, I could see the time period being different for that and working because, like, yeah, honestly, I don't
1: hate the musical numbers of The Wizard of Oz nearly yeah, same. as much. I love
2: Wizard of Oz. Uh, Wizard of Oz is almost in my top 10. That's a fantastic movie. It really is. Uh, but yeah, something about Sweeney Todd. Um, I've actually seen it live twice, so the Broadway oh, yeah. mm-hmm. people came to our town when we were in high school, it was probably like three or four years after the movie came out, I guess, and we, my stepdad bought me and my sister tickets, because we were both, like, literally watching that movie almost every day. And It's um, so good. <laughs> me and Haley went we could to... We can always say that so many times, but... Yeah. <laughs> me and Haley went to a uh, performance here in town as well from, like... Local people, or whatever, you know, It was also really sure. fun. It was neat how they did the blood, too. Both of them did it the same way. I'm sure that the local people learned from Broadway or whatever. But so when they killed somebody, they like just poured red water from one bucket to another. Because I was wondering, I was like, how are they going to do that? They can't exactly like spray blood everywhere. So, because it's an extremely kill, gory musical. Just
0: kill the person.
2: <laughs> That'd be great. Not really, that it'd be place terrible, for your but. art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie's really good. I, it's got an incredible cast, too. Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, the two guys, uh, what's the fucking, why can't I remember his name? Snape. Oh, yeah. Alan Rickman. Uh, Alan Rickman, yes. And then yes. the other guy from Harry Potter as well, Peter Pettigrew. I don't know his real yep, name, uh, but that yeah, guy. Daniel Radcliffe. Yes, Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> um, <laughs> Helena Bottom carter and johnny depp and you know it's honestly it's
1: been long enough since i've watched it i did for years i'd watch it like multiple times a year um but it's been a good it's probably, probably been two or three five or six years since i've watched it oh wow. which is a good thing but i still love it uh i i'd honestly i'd like to kind of do that one chris i mean are you like super opposed to the idea of do you normally like musicals or are you kind of opposed to them typically
0: um I mean, West Side Story is like number 11 on my list, but Okay, yeah. We did an episode on a musical and I think I would rather kill myself than watch that movie again. So, we have to This just is nothing <laughs> like Depends that movie. on
2: the movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I think you like if you if you like musicals that you know that I was going to say are good but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, that's subjective as hell. I would... Uh, um,
1: I, would I, I understand what you mean. So. I think it's interesting <laughs> Do enough... Do you like and good movies, Chris? ...that you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'm I think
0: you'd like it. more than happy to watch it.
1: But I see it's like... Okay, Blake, because you may know if you like it. It's a very short movie, but I like it too because a lot of the musical numbers have a turn towards dark and they're kind of quirky and interesting. Grease. Have you seen Dr. Horrible sing-along vlog? Oh.
2: No, I haven't. It's very yes, good. Actually, that movie's awesome too.
1: I do really good. And again, I don't normally like musicals, but that one works. Grease so, is Grease. one that
2: could have been in my top ten. Which one? Oh Grease, Grease. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Me and I kids don't love day Grease. Day. But I forgot I how sexual that movie people is. Do. <laughs> um That movie is but, way too sexual for my kids, but they don't understand it. And I guess I didn't either, because I had a T Birds like leather jacket when I was five, so apparently I didn't get it either, <laughs> but I love movies about purgatory. <laughs> All
1: right, so the last one, I think, and then I, I think we've done a good job of kind of covering our list as they go, but what's End of Watch? Because I feel like Whoa. I've heard this, Dude, but I'm so n- I know I've never good. seen
0: it. I don't want to tell you anything because now we're just going to cover it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sure. Okay, hold on. It's a cop it, buddy
1: movie. It's it's the one where Jake Gyllenhaal's a cop, right? Yeah.
0: Yes. And okay. uh, Pena. I don't want to say his first name because I think I'm wrong. but Michael? Chris. Yeah, Michael Pena. No, is that right? Yeah, I think that's right.
2: I think that is right.
1: I'm gonna look it up while y'all talk. I've seen clips of this, and that's why, as you were talking, it kind of started coming. Michael to Michael Pena. It's, yeah, an, yeah. it's one of those. It's one of those Jake Gyllenhaal movies that I've never seen, but I know a little bit about it.
2: It's like yeah. Donnie Darko. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh okay chris explain to me what it is about the end of watch (laughs) give me give me a quick little synopsis on it what is it and why do you like it without spoiling anything
0: it's just a movie about some cops man that's that's honestly the only thing i can say without spoiling it it's just the relationship between two cops and are these a cab
1: cops are these like you know all right cops
0: (laughs) i mean i'm i would i would go ahead and say they're pretty all right cops
2: i think so all right they're down in the streets, you know. They're fighting people and shit.
0: Yeah, they're super down with the sickness.
2: <laughs> Ooh, right? That's uh, how. Well, hey, look, yes. Jake Gyllenhaal's a fantastic actor. A little so.
1: bass voice, Jake. Like, you know, speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> I almost put Nightcrawler on my list. Yeah, I love Nightcrawler. Is one that now that I'm thinking one. about. Dude, Nightcrawler is so good and i think it's a really unique movie to watch like every time i've ever told someone to watch it who doesn't who has no clue what it is they come back and they're like what the fuck did i just watch yeah but it's awesome <laughs> that's a fantastic movie i am going to go out and assume that blake has seen nightcrawler
2: yeah i said i need to rewatch that. i like it a lot
1: oh i guess i just didn't hear you i apologize yeah, thanks a lot man you see like i don't know you just said like you dropped out for a second <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't know. Discord is weird. Discord (laughs) is weird. But, you know, I think that puts us at a good spot. That's our list. You do what you want to. Hey, you know what? If you want to go over to our social media and let us know, head over to Twitter at matinee underscore midweek and give us your top ten.
2: Oh, yeah. I'll post everybody's top ten as well.
1: Yeah, and go over to midweek matinee on Facebook and drop your top ten over there. Let us know. We'll look at it. We'll see about it. We'll do it. Top ten time, baby. Just do it. Just do it. Don't Just do think, it. In, in the words of Ben Stiller and Starsky and Hutch, do it.
2: Mm-hmm. I was thinking Shining so Buff, but sure.
1: I want to
0: end on one more question, if possible, and I think Brett's going to get really mad at me, but I'm go still going to ask the question. So I, want, I wanted to kind of expand people's knowledge into us a little bit more. So I want you to give me one movie or one book that you love, a, mo- a TV show, and a game. One book, TV uh, okay. show, and a game? yeah i want to kind of cover all the bases i can go i okay go because i would go top five because i have that so
2: top five of each i can't No, i have a top five of that but i I think that would just be that would kill brett i was gonna say i don't know if i could do that right off the head i probably (laughs) could but it wouldn't be very good um yeah number one book that came to my mind immediately when you said book under the dome by stephen king okay It's my favorite Stephen King movie. It's uh, Sorry, book. It's a terrible fucking TV show. Do not watch the TV show. They literally changed everything. Like, who people are married to, like, what their occupation is. Like, it's really weird how much they changed. That's really dumb. Yeah, like, not even like, oh, they changed some story elements to make it work better for TV. I get that. But no, they changed like, oh, this person's not married anymore and this person's married to that person. It's really fucking awful. Yeah, that's
0: weird. I've watched it
2: twice because I'm a fucking awful human being. Um but yeah, the book is very very good. Uh video okay. game Dark Souls or Red Dead 2. Two favorites. Uh Eat a dick. <laughs> TV show The Office and Breaking Bad. Got to go with comedy and drama.
1: Okay. I like Google, how yours Google. is he says
2: 111 and you're over here like, "Yeah, 222." Two, two, two. I only <laughs> did one book. Uh second book. Oh. Real quick. Um, yeah, give me two books. Not real quick, because I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, I really like Marilyn Manson's autobiography. All right, go. (laughs) Wow. Uh,
1: Brett, hit me. It's going to sound weird, but I just have very fond memories of this book, and I really love this whole series, but uh, A Series of Unfortunate Events, the 10th book in the series, Slippery Slope. I don't remember um, each book. There's so many revelations in that book that kind of when you read that book in line with everything else, it's like holy shit. <laughs> so do you think I they're good that. to reread uh, as
2: an adult, or do you think they're kind of too that child? Do you think they'd be okay to reread as an adult?
1: Absolutely, they are. I reread them all on my Kindle uh, about okay. five years ago, and all of them are still really good. Okay. And what's interesting I've been worried about, about is, like, going back. And they're like, short, These are so like you good. can read them fairly quickly, but they are, they hold up because they're written intelligently enough. Yeah. That, like, they're still clearly, like, young adult books, but you can read them as an adult and they're solid.
2: Because I think I read them in, like, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade as they came out or whatever. Yeah. And I remember reading them quick back then. I'm also kind of a quick reader, but.
1: Yeah, same here. But that book is fantastic. That whole series, I think, is very fantastic. and I'm glad that we ended up getting a full telling series of it because I do think it was ripe for long-form TV. I thought it was always a bad idea to make it a movie. Well, the movie would have been bad if it didn't
2: shove three books into one movie. Well,
1: exactly, but that's how movies are going to operate. And that's why I think going long-form TV. Most movies series
2: don't operate like that. They go one book for one movie. Sometimes one one book for two movies. But these these books are too short. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. That's yeah. true. But I don't That's know, kind could, of, maybe too books. I guess it's not okay, that they're too
1: short, but it's just hard to pull off that way. And yeah. I think that the way that the Netflix adaptation ended up going with it where it's like each book gets like three or four episodes makes the most sense.
2: I only watched mm-hmm. season 1, was season 2 good too? Season 2
1: was really good. Actually, <laughs> I, go I was really really happy with the entire arc of the of the show. I was surprised. Good. Did it well end they did or did it all. get canceled? No, it ended. They finished it okay sweet I'll, i'm gonna go back and rewatch that actually yeah really good uh but okay so book there we go tv show Ooh.
0: i think i know yours but i'm just gonna
1: i mean is it supposed to be like a favorite or how i met your, your mother tv show yeah, yeah, i, well, I, I want to hear
0: your fate one of your favorites how i met Your Mother. it doesn't mother. have to be your top it could be whatever how i met just kind of wanted mother.
1: to the hard times of rj burger how i met your mother
0: I I expected how many your
1: Don't me wrong. How many mother's up there? But I just want to give a shout out. that. I've been obsessing over how to rewatch that show because it it took me through some hard times. <laughs> I think it's on uh, Amazon or Hulu. It's on one of those. Yeah, you gotta buy it. It's it's fine. I'll buy it. It deserves my money. Um, it does. But I love that show too. It's great. Lastly, video game near Automata.
0: Okay. Cool. 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 Fucking yeah. weeb. Throw,
1: throw, throw them out. I'm ready to hear what you got. Weeb. So um
0: <laughs> my favorite game I'm gonna give I'm gonna pull a blade. I'll give two because I can't Do choose. It. it is either Fallout Three or Persona Five Royal. Okay. Um I'm pretty sure it's Persona Five Royal, but I've played so much more of Fallout Three and I've loved it for so much longer That, that it I'm almost feels like. wrong. Yeah, I've I, <laughs> to I've give it away on played it. So Fallout Three, I've beaten it over thirty times. I have gotten the platinum once the one thousand once I have all the steam- achie- i've had I had all the steam achievements on my old account, and then I'm almost done with the platinum again. I think I've played over two thousand hours of that game, so like it's Damn. really hard but that's that's the thing that's why I think Persona Five might beat it because I played it through once and it's yeah. still the best one of the best games I've ever played
2: That's how I feel about Red Dead. I've only played through it once one and a mm. half
0: times, but yeah. Well, it's just like I've played through that many times, and I still see shit that I didn't have never seen before, and that blows me away.
2: That's how I feel about Oblivion. Like that was the game that got me like really into games. Like it mm-hmm. moved me from like, oh, I'll play Grand Theft Auto and Tony Hawk like every other day for like an hour, and that's cool. Into yeah. like, oh, I fucking like this, and I'm gonna like keep up with like what's new and all that stuff. Oblivion yep. and Gears of War are, like the two. So I almost feel bad picking other games, but like the other two i think are better and i like more <laughs> so like i feel no, no, you like really i feel bad there. picking other games but like at the same time like oh this is better though <laughs>
0: yeah no i get that um my tv show it's either house or the wire i think okay. the wire's better what I mean, did you say i love house house is it's so ha- good so house I have like a really crazy connection to house because like when I was younger, my parents for Christmas every year would get me the season on DVD. Oh, nice. So I would rewatch the se- the, the DVDs that I had leading up, up, to, it. <laughs> leading up to Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So like I've seen the first season of house at least what eight times. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, it's kind of the same for each
0: season. So yeah, I much- just have
2: a really. <clears throat> Go ahead. I watched all of house a few years ago and then me and Haley went to rewatch it. And I think watching them all back to back hurts the show because yeah, I it's, can see that. it's almost like Scooby-Doo in the way that like, Oh, we got another mystery to solve each episode. Yeah. And like, I love that. Like that's what I wish supernatural would have been the entire time. Yeah. Me but me at too. the same time, like binge watching like five or six episodes of that show every day for two mm-hmm. weeks is like kind of draining. Yeah. I could see that. I've never watched
1: house like besides like the occasional episode here and there but even from like the probably 10 to 12 total episodes across the entire run of the show that I've seen that meme that or that little gif that's like essentially a meme that comes up it's like here we have impossible thing huh what do we do it's like you're an idiot
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it's like yeah but that's that's uh, exactly the show I, and I don't is. mean that's for better or worse it's just what makes that gif so funny it works is that though like it's a great show if you've watched one episode of the show, that yeah, you kind yeah. of know them all. Doesn't it's like mean CSI, the bad, but like, medical. It's worth watching the others.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like the same argument i've made with walking dead where i don't like that show because it's just oh we must get over there oh no there is horde of zombie oh no we must go through dangerous territory with other humans
2: i I'm love like, okay the Walking show dead sucks and you're not I wrong i hate that show it's so dumb i love it i love all the scenes like i Ooh, the first time i watched the real, walking dead was the vi- i got the two. real monsters are people <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's every guy. zombie thing though like yeah but i have a problem that's with all the most way back to like I my don't... favorite movie the night of the living dead like that ended up being the story of that movie so it's always been yeah. kind of the weird like overtones of zombie stuff that they've never gotten over
0: i just always hate that stuff in zombie stuff because it never feels realistic to me sure like i i, I don't believe that people wouldn't come together. I know that there would be some outliers of just insane people and people taking it over, but, like, there's yeah. never been anything in post apocalypse media where it's like, no, nah, everyone's just chill trying to make this work because that wouldn't be a fun show, <laughs> but it would make sense. Yeah. Oh, there's only 50 of us alive. I'm going to kill half of you.
2: What? Yeah, it's <laughs> hard to explain why I love that show. Like, the first time I watched it, I got to the season where they are at the... Like, I think it was the second season... Or maybe it's the mm. third, where they're at the farm. Yeah. And I hated Which, it. Because I went into that show expecting, like, oh, I can't wait for a zombie show. And it's yeah. not that. It is no, a drama that's a, show that, with
0: zombies. That is also the problem with the farm, is, like, in the comics, that's
2: one issue. Oh, dude, it's so long in the show. And even, like, yeah. this time when I watched it last year, I watched through the first eight seasons leading up to season nine coming on to Netflix... Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is I'm getting over this, and I like it." And then like season three and four hit, and I was like, "Okay, I'm, I love this show now." Like yeah. I really like. I don't know why. Like, it's not a perfect show. It's not. It might not even be a great show, but I love it. I don't know. I
0: get why people like it. I just think it's really.
2: Different. I like how
1: he's over here talking about oh the humans are the real monsters, but he can watch Game of Thrones just constantly talk about how winter's coming for eight seasons.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, Game of Thrones is great if you don't count the fact that they blew it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great if they didn't just fuck all of it up <laughs> you have to understand like before
1: season eight of game of thrones dude i've I never it. seen more pissed people than then everyone never i know been. loved that show season eight happened half my friends were like it was okay and half my friends were like they fucking betrayed me <laughs> i have never seen a tv
0: show actually make the rest of it almost worthless like and that's that's hard to say because it's so good like you should watch game of thrones but like that's wow that's that's rough (laughs) what they do in that season it's kind of it makes (sighs) you feel like why did i watch this and then you go back and you watch like i want my mom's watching it now finally and she's loving it and i'm like i watch it i'm like i remember why i liked the show and that's the problem is like season eight is so much worse. While also still being kind of good, that it makes you mad,
2: you know. <laughs> well, that's why I don't want to watch it now. Because I'm like, everyone hates season eight. Why do I want to watch this show now? So like, I'm kind of nervous to watch it. I'll probably that get is no a problem into it, when shows you go should,
1: on just long enough to ruin their legacy, yeah. to where when you know they don't end well, you I feel weird. Dexter the time yeah. going up to that point.
0: They, they lived long enough to become the villain. You know, yep.
2: Dexter's they the same made way. It's awful. Season
0: eight, the last season. Um, you know, it's awful. But the rest of it is just so good that like you should watch it.
1: Um, you feel bad for all the actors that were involved that have to go through all this just to have their last season be like ultimately like yeah. lamented by most of the fans. Yeah, the problem Shums.
0: is they, there's like very small changes they could have made where I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool, but instead they just don't do that. And I won't spoil Game of Thrones, but you know,
1: um, rough times. Well, all right, I think it's time depressing. for us to round this thing out. Okay. That, or was there something else you wanted to say? I mean, I didn't, I didn't say my
0: favorite book, but fine, fuck me, and oh yeah, I'm likes. sorry, <laughs> no, whatever, <laughs> fuck.
1: <laughs> we went, we all went wrong. in
0: different orders, so yeah, we did. <laughs> all right, go ahead. What was your favorite book? um it would have to be either Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, the good best book. book. Very good. It, it is, is by far the best book.
1: Goblet of Fire book. is the worst book in that entire series. Oh no. I, I don't
0: like book. I like Order of Phoenix less, but uh, Order of no Phoenix is, actually is also pretty bad. <laughs> there's no there's no Quidditch in in 4, so it's worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Robert Pattinson Quidditch.
0: Quidditch are the, best, are the best. I guess uh,
1: dude, chapters. it's just reading the Goblet of Fire was such a fucking task, and reading it's shouldn't feel like a task.
0: No, it's too long. Um But for the record, I have read other books. I will block you if you tweet that at me. Um What do you mean? Read, read, other, read books? other books. <laughs> you've never heard you've never seen the uh I have. The, Oh, I love Harry Potter. It's like read another book, please. Oh, bitch, Shapiro like, did yourself. that at cancel car. I'm a I'm a fucking writer. I read other books, but gave, I Harry thought Potter that name was dead. I thought that name was dead. Something you grew yeah. up with, you know?
2: For sure. I fucking love Harry Potter. Fuck
1: everybody. It's funny because, like, you mentioned Harry Potter, and don't worry, I liked the Harry Potter books growing up. I didn't just, like, obsess over them. I like them. They're good. But yeah. clearly, Sounds like you're a hater. the book I chose was a series of unfortunate events, something I grew up on. So it's like yeah. your, your connection to the book is all about it's like the nostalgia and world building yeah. and lore behind it
0: i i li- i re I re-listen to the audiobooks of harry potter probably like once a year and those are legitimately some of like the best weeks of my life just the way it puts me in a different vibe of just being chill you know the
2: reader is good too
0: yeah i prefer Stephen fry to jim dale but you know make your own choices
2: okay because that's what i worry about with series is like is the reader good am i gonna listen to like 120 hours of this dude being no. awful
0: they're really good even jim dale's version is good i just prefer um the more british tinge to stephen fry's voice you know yeah but yeah we can uh now that i've hijacked the ending of
1: brett's show we can change we can end (laughs) the show now that's
0: okay real quick what is y'all's favorite
1: movie from 1993 By you guys, I mean the listeners. But also, I appreciate (laughs) you guys, Chris and Blake, for joining me this week, as always. Uh, If, like I said earlier, if you guys want to go and find us and interact with us on social media, head over to Twitter at matinee underscore midweek. Hit us up there. Uh, You can answer uh, Chris's question as well as the top 10 if you feel so inclined. You can also... Find us at Facebook, like I mentioned, at uh, Midweek Matinee, and also Instagram. And if you want to support the show with more than just your time, which we are always ever so grateful for, you can head over to patreon.com slash nartech Mm -hmm, and consider mm -hmm. giving as little as $1 a month to directly support the show, get the episodes early, typically on Fridays before they come out. So five days in advance, typically. Things can happen. We are working people. So we appreciate your patience whenever you do. Also, we'd like to give a shout-out <clears throat> to William our patrons. <laughs> we'd like to give a shout-out to our patrons at the end of every piece of content that we do as a thank you for their continued support. And with that said, we would like to give a shout-out to our new patron this month, Mr. Kyle Grimm. We have Josh Kyle Grimm. Matthew Green. My name is Dan. Luke Bartolomeo. Sean Santarude. Funk Turkey. Danny Villiobos. Corey Hickerson. Blake Popst. Kevin Baconbits. The long but not forgotten Joshua Lago Eric McAllister Shadowist Steven Salazar The Stoner Travis Below Stefan Swanland Constantly Kinney Solitary Red Chris Figgs Zachary Sawyer Landis Rude Days 93 Brian Donovan Williams William Digital Spooker Derek Porter josh ayers brandon edwards sean one neo tyler powers el chabib jason clendenning tyler b and richard schaefer again if you'd like to support the show head over to patreon.com slash nartech thank you all right guys oh, yeah. i'm like i gotta go to fucking bed <laughs> i gotta be up in like four and a half hours